Well, hello, I believe we're live. Yay! Yes, we are. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first ever stream of the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm the Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me are Blake Wolf and Alicia Kelly. Uh, this is going to be a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign with probably a lot of shenanigans. Uh, Atlaran yeah. is a homebrew world about six years in the works with a lot of elements taken from pieces of base settings and from DMs I love like Matt Mercer, Mark Humes, and so on. Uh, I hope you enjoy as we adventure forth. Uh, if you like the stream, please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. That's at Lauren, A-D-V Co. Uh, at Lauren is A-T-L-A-R-A-N. And uh, you can also follow each of us on Twitter. Mine is uh, at Taylor Wallace, T-A-I-Y-L-O-R. It's spelled weird. Um, and then we have Blake, who is Blake R. Wolf, with an E on the end. Mm -hmm. And we have Alicia, which your current Twitter handle is... is uh, Weeshface. Weeshface. W-E-E-S-H-F-A-C-E. -E -E. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to, you can also click down below. There is a live feed of our Twitter feed right there. And also a link to our YouTube channel where these videos will be going up every Wednesday, along with a podcast, which we'll get a link for later. Fantastic. All right. Um, so we do have uh, an intro video to start you out with, uh, and we'll get into a little more of the story and the world and the lore. You can also follow the Twitter feed to get lore tidbits that pop up every so often. Um, so Blake, if you would like to play the intro. <sighs> My name's Kit. And I guess I have to tell you about myself. I really don't want to, but Sylphie is threatening my life again. I was born in Amnoblin as an Elusir. The tribes of the Elusir are born with special gifts that come of age as they do, granting them powers like that of their totem. Before I was old enough to choose a totem though, the skull of the nearby city attacked us, destroying our small village and killing many of our elders, including my parents. Those who didn't fight or run fast enough were captured as slaves. With just a few elders and my younger brother, we boarded a ship to carry us south to Irakel, a land of hot and sandy terrain. Once there, we immediately left the city and struck out into the Badlands to create a space away from all the untrustworthy Skull who called us dirty names like Skinwalkers. As I came of age in that environment, I found the local coyote population called to me. Hearing their solitary cries at night echoing across the Badlands, I knew they were the ones. I'd already become a loner, and the coyote totem set me further apart as I took on my shifter powers. With fur sprouting in odd places, a set of dog-like ears, and claws, I stuck out easily amongst the skull whenever I visited town to play tricks on them, just like the god Savros would want me to. I thrived in the chaos I created for normal people. They didn't deserve their cushy lives built on the slave labor of my people and others. At 17, I began taking jobs in Port Saris with the wrong sorts of people. But they paid the best, so maybe they were the right sort of people. I didn't care. As long as I could bring home some money to my tribe and my younger brother, that's all I cared about. I started stealing, hurting people, doing whatever was necessary to make a name for myself. That's when I met Dana, the Vixu. Somehow, I came to like her, and we were actually friends. Not that I didn't try my hardest to avoid that. 
Anyway, Dana eventually went straight for some reason and joined the wardens. I wasn't interested in such work, but her methods were usually less than legal, and she always threw in bonuses for a job well done. I spent two years doing that, and then, just a month after my 19th birthday, Dana reached out to me. Some idiot had killed a couple of people in town and was planning on more, and he was part of the Arbiters. I didn't tell Dana why, but I eagerly took the job. Anyone involved in the slave trade has a face that needs to be melted off. Sylvia Phelan here. Sylvie to my friends. Listen, whatever Kit may have told you about me, it was complete lies, so forget absolutely everything he said. As a matter of fact, you may know me as Sylphie Altera, but I gave up that name fairly recently. Why? It's a bit of a long story. I was born without a family name, living as a street urchin in the unforgiving streets of the city of Moore's Rest. Hunger and desperation were my early childhood friends. The only companion I ever had was Marin, my older sister. I'm still not quite sure whether we were biologically related, but the trials and tribulations we experienced as starving children forged our bond as sisters that was as strong as iron. Wherever Marin went, I gladly followed. It was from Marin that I learned to play lute, and a casual hobby became a source of income for us. For a good enough performance, even the rapscallions of Moore's Rust would gift two talented young ladies with a few coins or a hot meal. It was from these street performances that we attracted the attention of one Alistair Altera and his wife Wedna, and he took us in to give us a roof over our head and a belly full of food each night. At first, I was delighted to be finally part of a proper family. With Alistair and Wedna and our two adoptive brothers, Redner and Flynn, we made a scrappy family of cheats and hustlers, willing to do whatever it took to survive. It wasn't much. It wasn't loving. But it was more than I could have ever dreamed of. The innocuous thieving and swindling soon turned sour, though, as Alistair made friends with the insidious Arbiters, the intricate band of pirates and thieves that run Moore's Rest. Soon, our jobs turned from petty theft to murder for hire. Anyone that the Arbiters deemed unworthy of keeping around, my siblings and I would be tasked with taking out. At the ripe young age of 14, I was a seasoned assassin, using persuasion and charm to lure men into a false sense of security before delivering a most cruel message. My body count only stopped at four, but I was complicit in many others. It was Marin that suffered the most out of any of my siblings. She was responsible for the deaths of at least ten. Those were all the ones that I knew of, anyway. It was the night of another assignment from Alistair that everything changed. We were all given the task of tracking down another unfortunate soul, which we all silently resigned ourselves to. Except, to my astonishment, Marin. She refused. Up until then, I didn't even know such a thing was possible. But Alistair's face soon grew dark, and with only a few words of command from him, Redner and Flynn wasted no time in forcing Marin on her knees and slitting her throat, mere feet away from me. My entire world collapsed around me, and though I accepted the hit job so as not to incur the same wrath from Alistair that my sister received, I slid away from my brothers and off into the night, leaving my treacherous life as a hired knife behind me. 
Even as I fled, though, the list began forming. I knew that my life's new mission would be to hunt down all of the Alteras and make sure they saw a swift, bloody end. Hell, I'd include every Arbiter I could get my hands on with them. So, you can see how I might not be the biggest fan of the name I was given. How, you may ask, did I come upon the name Phalon? Well, that's another story entirely. And so we have our unheroic troubled travelers, one born with the ancient magics of the Elusir totems, and one only just tapping the primal arcane at the behest of a fickle sea titan. But the story doesn't begin with Kit and Sylphie at all. It begins with Jax, a lonely tabaxi forsaken by the wild mother Melora, who cast himself into the sea after losing everything. When he woke, a whalebone ring had appeared on his hand, unremovable. Unable to die, Jax wandered far until he landed in Amnoblin, taking odd jobs. Doing much the same to make ends meet was Sylphia Altera. And also wandering was Aether of Rhyme, taking time away from the Annika Academy to see the world. The three met by happenstance on the day of the new year, the spring equinox that also happened to be the 200th anniversary of the Calamity. The ancient city of Seeger Rayafir was hosting a World's Fair, showcasing the best and brightest of artists and inventors, including the famed Dr. Jessasan's new coal-powered airship, the Kestrel. Pulled into the job by the welcome of the local Caskers gang, the three travelers were tasked with protecting the ship in its maiden voyage. Trouble was expected, and trouble was had. The crew barely survived the flight, nearly crashing into the city but managing to land in the water, leading to the arrest of almost everyone on board for suspicion of sabotage. Needless to say, bars didn't hold the new party long when they had a mysterious druid on their side, and they quickly headed for the opposite side of town to escape. Eventually, disliking the cold north, the party traveled south to Irakel and Port Saris, where they quickly found trouble again. They were caught up between Sylphie's hunt for her murderous adopted brothers who'd been complicit in her sister's murder, and a heist put on by a local crime lord that wardens were keen to catch. Between some fetching of illegal goods for the famous enchanter Lysandra Corage, and the fake heist put on by Captain Danafioris of the Wardens to catch the crime lord Tomo, the party made good coin and managed not to hurt too many people that were undeserving. Though they did learn just how dangerous the sleep spell could be. Along the way, Sylphie caught up to her brother Flynn with some help from a Casker privateer named Rhea Espios, but due to Jax's wild magic and an errant sleep spell from Aether, he and Aether were suddenly killed. Unable to go on alone, Sylphie went to Dana for help and was granted two new allies. Kit, an Elusir from Amnoblin with a bad attitude and the ability to take on physical traits of a coyote, and Corvrin, a dragonborn warden from Lachmanos with a gruff and stubborn personality but a need for justice. With further help from Rhea, Sylphie managed to catch Flynn unaware enough to slaughter him at his most vulnerable moment. Despite her new comrade, Sylphie felt alone, even with Jax's giant coyote friend and Aether's Martin familiar. The three followed Redner to Harris, and along the way, Sylphie came face to face with surging magic by donning Jax's ring, till she learned it was the gift of the sea titan and whale mother Tal Dunost. Seeking any help she could get and an end to the insane magical surges, Sylphie pledged herself to the whale mother. 
Arriving in Port Natalie, Redner was finally caught and killed at a party held by the local Casker leaders. And while Alistair and Wedna Altera were next on the party's list, they came face to face with the quiet underground operations of the Arbiters and Harris, and a drow named Kellogg Marta. Raiding his haberdashery for information while Corvern worked with the Wardens, Kit and Sylvie came in contact with a cat and a canary that couldn't be killed. The pair were haunted by the animals, even as they fled the shop and set it ablaze. They had to seek spiritual help at local temples to begin to understand that these were not animals, but demons, locked in domestic forms as servants to Kellogg. They freed both in exchange for information, and broke up a slave auction, but never caught Kellogg. He was likely headed for the Arbiter stronghold of Moore's Rest. Hearing of Alistair and Midcord ten days away by ship, the party made for the heart of the Shattered Continent and arrived just in time for the summer solstice celebrations. Among snooping around, finding great food, bothering an egg roll vendor, and meeting a fantastic traveling circus known as the Phalon Caravan, Sylphie found a little confidence and got desperately needed unconditional love from the caravan whose members accepted her like family. And Kit too if you wanted. They knew of the Alteras and were enemies of one of Alistair's finest killers, a drow werewolf named Vinrith Corsair. Accepting Sylphie into the fold and giving her their big family's name, the caravan welcomed the pair to stay with them. But the night of the summer solstice amid a big show, Vinrith Corsair struck fear into the guests and many were hurt with one killed, before the caravan's allies and the party engaged him and his fellow werewolves. Unable to catch and kill Corsair, Kit and Sylphie were left devastated by the death of Jax's pet coyote, who'd become Kit's beloved ward. And while Kit only saw more reason to fight, Sylphie nearly gave in to despair. And then, Alistair himself reached out to the pair, seeking a parlay with Sylphie. He wanted his wife Wedna dead, who'd left him to become the lover of Cynthia Moore, the mother of the new king of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And that's where our story continues. Oh, and you might wonder where Corvrin is. Well, Kit and Sylphie took off without him, and he's trying to catch up, so we'll see if he ever does. In the meantime, welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company, and the ragtag crew that might just one day be something more than thieves and blades for hire. Maybe. Alright, awesome. <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun <laughs> for the first time as we figure everything out. Um, <laughs> I had a lot to say. Alright. Uh, but anyway, welcome back. Uh, now, we're going to just jump right in here. Um, as of last time, you guys, uh, as you heard sort of from the end of the intro, uh, the crew met up with Alistair Altera in Midcord, and he offered Sylphie's lost sister Marin in exchange for the death of Wedna. Um, deciding to take on this new task fulfill and fulfill another promise to a particular sea god along the way, uh, the group located Captain Ziggler with help of the Phalon Caravan uh, and boarded his ship, the Raven, with a new friend of uh, Bulwark, a just absolute titanic mountain of a bugbear who talks too much and is very friendly. He's adorable. So I believe where we, yeah, where we left <laughs> off specifically was uh, it was evening and you guys were setting off from Port Midcourt. So why don't we start up in the morning where each of you wake up in your own cabins uh, below decks on this massive ship. We're on a boat. We're on a boat. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Do I have to wake up? 
Am I allowed to just continue to sleep? I mean, eventually you do have for, to wake For up. the whole journey? The whole sure. journey. Should I do a sending spell every day? I can do Oh now. my god, we already did yesterday. that. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. But yes, what would uh, each of you like to do as you wake up? Uh, how many days is it going to take us to get to the next place? Uh, to Eris Holm is going to be two days. In fact, let me grab the Harris map here. Okay. And I previously, whoopsie, um, previously made a little uh, line here to show you guys' travel. Um, if you zoom in around mid-cord there, uh, yeah, Erisholm is about two days of sailing away on the Raven. Um, and then it should be another, oh, probably about six or seven days to get near Green's March, though you guys don't know if you'll be able to actually get there, considering you've heard that the island is surrounded by perpetual hurricanes. Uh, ah. But it should take a grand total of around 11 days to get to the point of Enoch Island. Okay. Okay. That's not that bad. Which is about here. Yeah. Okay. And that's where we have to dump the, the bucket. bucket. Yeah. The magical guys, bucket. Just you, for okay. anybody who has no idea what we're talking about, uh, Sylphie is involved <laughs> with a particular sea god by the name of Tull Dunost, who one of her best sort of offerings from sailors is fresh water. You give uh, barrels of fresh water while you're out at sea and Sylphie promised like 10 um, but you guys have a magical bucket that endlessly sure creates water because I didn't think about the consequences of that magical item yeah Atlarn is gonna be water level oh, boy. Yeah, that's <laughs> in like a thousand Atlarn years in a thousand years <laughs> Atlarn will be the worst part of Mario Yep. Oh God. <laughs> uh, do you have the bucket? I think I gave the bucket to you. I, I gave the bucket. I don't have the bucket either. I do have the enchanted okay. bucket. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good. <laughs> I just checked my inventory. Okay. Good. Uh, all right. So I guess I'll start my day. Um, I'm just gonna send out. Exercising. Yeah. No. Um, I have magically imbued strength, thank you, as a bard <laughs> paladin, so I don't need to work out. Oh. I I got this all by myself. For mechanical purposes, your strength can't drop below 13, so yeah, yeah. I guess. So I don't need to. There we go. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to like maybe do some stretches, not exercises, but... Do some stretches. Yeah, like some cat stretches. Stoutness <laughs> and, exercises. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do my my daily ritual of, I'm going to try and make it daily now of like sending out the good vibes to whale mom. Just wave, being like, hey. Wave vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like, All hey, right. whale mom. It's, it's cool. Hey, yeah, mom. Thinking of you. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, these references aren't going to make any sense. No, they will eventually. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> All right. 
Uh, Kit, what are you doing as you wake up? Uh, well, since Kit has nobody to take care of anymore, um, I guess- Oh God! (laughs) I guess Kit's going to, what would what would Kit do? I would need that on a bracelet. WWKD. Um, <laughs> uh, Kit is going to just come up to the top deck and just find kind of a shady spot to hang out. Okay. Um, and I, I do want to cast Sending. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to Carol. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, Carol, okay. who is the uh, son? of Mary and Malmac Anakalatai over in yeah. uh, Port Natalene, whom you flirted with and threw axes with. Yes. And he's asked me on a date last he time has. we talked, so we need to we need to talk again. Okay. Um, what will you say? Alright. 25 words. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Carol. I haven't talked to you in a while. I just wanted to say hi, and you're super cute. Aww. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting side of Kit. All right. I, yeah. Um, there's a, a pause for a moment as it, it is, it's not early in the morning, but he's probably doing something. And uh, you, as his voice comes in, he sounds like he's kind of like out of breath like he's in the middle of working and he says oh hey hey kit uh it's honestly really nice to hear from you um thanks and um if i'm on my way back to port bedrick so if you're ever there and that's Ooh, it. Where's that? Uh, Port Uh Port is north of Port Nataline and west of Midcord. Okay. Um, I'm going to. It's it's, it's right here. Oh, gotcha. there it is. I see. Hmm. I'm gonna cast sending again to respond okay. to him. I'm gonna say, it's good to hear from you too. Would you like to come join us? We're heading to Enik and then to Moore's Rest. Wanna go? Okay. Um <laughs> Man, I gotta think about this. I, I like how know. you just invited another party member just to get a booty call. Well <laughs> Um Boys got needs. <laughs> He, he considers for a moment before he answers, well, I'm I'm kind of in charge of some things in Port Bedrick, but uh, Enik, that's that's a long way. Uh, okay. Uh, I would love to, but I have responsibilities. And that's it. I'm not going to respond... Okay. Nope. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna leave him hanging. All right. <laughs> Rude asshole. Um, Left so him on red. While you're <laughs> while you're listening to the reply, you become aware that 
your spot just got a little shadier as someone has walked up beside oh, you. That's probably Sylphie. It's shade. It's probably Sylphie. <laughs> no, it's a mountain of a bugbear. Oh, uh, it's you see Bull standing there with the stupid grin on his tusky face, and it's just like, "Good morning." Hi. Do you? Do you? Do you need something? No, I just thought I'd say good morning. Well, good morning. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and he just like walks away really awkwardly to go find Sylphie. Uh, I'm actually going to come up to uh, <laughs> to Kit. Uh, oh, yeah. so you, you see Bull there as I he saw like, awkwardly walks away. He's like, good morning, Sylphie. Oh, good morning, Bull. How are you? Good. Tired. Little really? seasick. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not good. Well, it, it's fine. It's kind of like when you get to be, you know, an adult, you're just kind of tired all the time. Well, I'm oh, 30. So. I, I feel like I feel like that. I feel like you're a different kind of adult. I mean, so I am like 24, but I'm like I've been aged up like a decade. I really need to get that fixed. But kind of calls from the back. He's like, she's no bitch. <laughs> and anyway, looks. He's like, well, that's not very nice. It's just kid. Don't mind him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. I'll be fine. I'm tired all the time, but it's fine. I just still keep going and I, it's great it's wonderful well you know you if if you need more energy um i i do like a lot of uh morning workouts if you ever want to the more you the more you move the more energy you have i will take a rain check on that okay well, so that's very gonna, good <laughs> suggestion go run, and he starts like running along the entire ship like in circles <laughs> it's a big ship so there's like yeah distance, I was about but god damn it is it annoying Can oh, we, boy. doesn't he weigh like 700 pounds like can't we he's hear him not like that big he's a, i'm he's assuming a he's a bigfoot he's like He's like, what did I say? Like seven feet tall. Um, so he's probably like 250 pounds. Oh, he's skinny. Okay. And maybe a little bit more for all that insane amount of muscle. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I oh, walk yeah. over to Kit. Um, and I go, you really need to like get him a little more like socially stimulated before I, you know, I come in because I'm not a morning person. Can he like maybe socially stimulate himself with someone else before noon? I I think he just likes to socially stimulate with everybody, so... Stop saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, somebody else, please, God. I know. He's He means well. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, so. Game plan. Okay. You have the bucket. Yes. I do. Okay. I know it's going to take us like 11 days to get there, but... 11 days. <laughs> um, so, but we should probably just like, all right, we get to Ennick Island, we go to this 
temple thing. Is it a temple? Is it a what was it again? I um, don't know. It's your god. The just to give you a quick reminder because it has been a while since we talked yeah. about it. Um, the place on Enoch Island that you're going to is a shrine on the point, um, where basically sailors stop through and give offerings with the belief that if they don't, uh, Taldanost will drag their ship down for sailing around the Greenhall Sea. Right. So we go there, tip the bucket over, let it go. R.I.P. Bucket. I guess we don't have a bucket after that. Yeah. Not that we were using a lot anyway. That's true. Uh, and then we go to Morris Rest. And okay. kill people. I mean, that's a pretty solid plan. It's great. Okay. Uh, do we want to stop anywhere on the way or... Well, all right. So we might not be able to stop in Green's March because hurricanes everywhere. Um, I figured we're gonna go around that one. Yeah. I was there something in Wick upon Pine? I remember DM. You were talking about that. Um, Wick upon Pine is sort of the. It's sort of the last free city-state before you get into the Arbiter's territory. They pretty much own the Southwick Islands and Adden and everything south of that. Um, all the way down to Old Cradleport. Okay. So, it, yeah, it's kind of the edge of the safe zone. If there is a safe zone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yes. maybe we could stop there. I mean, I don't know if we'd necessarily need to. It might. Uh, it it doesn't have like all the arbiters in the world like other places that we're going to might. So. Okay. Maybe we should stop it. Is there? Does anybody live in Enic? Yes, um, there are people who have lived in Enix since the Calamity who are kind of strange, from what you've heard. Um, Sounds like everybody else. <laughs> strange in that they're rumored to all be merfolk. Ooh. Uh, Amphibious merfolk. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a little more weird. Okay. Well, there's a few different type of water folks. There's tritons who are amphibious. There's your typical merfolk who are not. There's sirens who are a separate group. There's marrow who are a monster type of people. And then you don't know what the people on Enik are. Hmm. Okay. Um, well. Whale. Whale. Uh, <laughs> Don't do this, please. Oh no, you know it's going to keep happening. That's too bad. It's whale. Whale. Uh, so I guess we could try just to maybe go to Wick Upon Pine before we get to Moore's Rest. Mm -hmm. And see, I don't know, get supplies or 
just kind of faff about. I I wouldn't want to faff too much, but yeah, it's a British word. Yeah, You're right. It's a uh, word. We can we can faff as much as you want to. Okay. Well, I don't want to faff that much. Okay. <laughs> like Stop you have this. to you have to limit your faffing. Uh, <laughs> um, otherwise, you could get addicted to it, and then it's oh, like no. Harry Palms, all that oh, stuff. You guys uh, just knock it off. Faffing all day long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so embarrassing me in front of the internet. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself in front of the internet. It's okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, so okay. we'll we'll do that. But Alistair didn't give me any time frame on when he needed it done or anything like that, and he made it clear that he would find me after I did what I need to do. Okay. So. Uh, do we do we know where the captain is on the ship? <clears throat> uh, captain Ziegler? Oh, uh, yeah, Captain Ziegler. Yeah. The, uh... The, uh... The uh, guy uh, I stopped from getting laid last time. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, he is currently at the helm of the ship. Uh, he's not actually steering. He's standing beside the, uh, the navigator. Just, they're looking over... The driver. The navigator. I know. Um, <clears throat> so, on this ship, let me describe it a little bit for you, because DAW ships are a little weird. Um, they are essentially the size of freighters, uh, with between depending on how big they are, between 6 and 12 masts. Um, this particular one has about 9, so it's a mid-sized daw. Mm -hmm. And it's big enough to the point that over the uh, wheel, in sort of the stern uh, raised castle of the ship, they actually have a canopy over it so that they uh, can keep off rain if need be, but it's sort of streamlined so wind won't catch it too badly. Um, at the moment, you guys are at uh, full sail with a with a easterly wind um, oh. headed north. I'm I'm learning Winds my nautical terms. What is there mist coming in? No. Is something brewing? Maybe about to begin? No, thank you. What? Um, I think I missed that one. She Mary said Poppins. winds in the east, and so I immediately went to Mary Poppins. It's in the east. Oh, okay. Mist coming in. Nope. Like something is real. Happy right? No. Uh, <laughs> let's be real. Without the bad English accent, nobody will know. That's true. True. Uh, but yes, you're heading north. Um, that wasn't what I was on about. I was on about the ship. But yep. yes, uh, Captain Ziegler is up on the uh, forecastle. Uh, there's a map table set up underneath the canopy there, and he's just talking with the navigator and a couple other ship's officers, uh, planning out the rest of their voyage beyond Erisholm. Okay. Oh, yes, I was going to talk Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I'm sorry, my cat showed up and I got very distracted. Um, Is he lemur jumping again? No, he's not. He's just okay. being annoying. So, uh, yes, I want to go up to Captain Ziegler. Yeah. Um, and so he's this handsome Goliath man uh, who wears a way too big hat with a big feather out of it and mm -hmm. a double-breasted Navy captain's coat. Uh, 
And uh, he doesn't have his hat on at this moment. It's sitting on the table and he's using a little, um, one of those little paper compasses to chart out the course. Oh, not okay. not 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 a compass that points north. I know what you mean now. Sorry. Compass. Yeah, it's been a long time um, since math class. Yeah, uh, he's using a protractor uh, <laughs> to calculate the angle. No, that'd be more of a sextant. Never mind. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, just planning things out. And as you approach, the other ship officers glance at you. Don't pay you much mind. But uh, Ziegler stands up and turns toward you, and he says, "Well, good morning." How can I help everybody? Hi, good morning. So, question. Um, yeah. Do we have to worry about being attacked by any weird sea creatures on the way, or? Uh, well, nothing we can't handle. Okay. Um, I just wondered if there's anything in particular in these waters, since this is where the calamity happened. Well, uh, at the moment, we're not out in the open Greenhall Sea. Uh, we're currently traveling through the uh, Cannonsboro Straits. We're oh, that's pretty right. safe here. These are uh, water marshal controlled waters. Uh, most we'll see is Tritons, maybe the occasional Marrow, if they're really, really set on causing trouble. But uh, I'm not too worried in this particular area. Um, Around Green's March, we might, uh, or Ambro, the island of Ambro, uh, we may need to go wide of the island, depending on how fierce the hurricanes are there, uh, just for safety's sake. And that's the point where we might have some trouble with marrow and sirens. But we've got some things on board to uh, help with those. Um, but then past there, it's pretty pretty wild waters but as long as we stay close to land it shouldn't be too bad okay all right well how long until we get to the next port and he glances down at the map and says home. well since we sailed through the night i imagine we should be there at uh probably noon tomorrow okay are we do we have a layover? Is there a layover scheduled? <laughs> I mean, you folks are the ones traveling beyond Eris home, so layover's up to you. You just have to pay for it if we stay too long. Sylvie. What? Sylvie, so, come here. Okay. Hi. Hello. Yeah, oh, I'm here. Hello. Uh, do we need to stop over in Eris home for anything? No. I mean, why would we need to I don't know there's something we need to do there's somebody else there you need to murder uh, I'm not just like a murder machine or well, anything I have feelings I'm like a person not anymore wow rude um no I'm fine nobody that I need to murder in Arisholm that I remember uh would kid know <laughs> anything about Arisholm like what goes on there um, Erisholm is the, it is a piece of a city that the Isles are named for, Cannonsboro. It was once the sort of center of halfling civilization in the world. Okay. Um, but it's only a portion of that city. The rest of it is sunk and uh, destroyed after the calamity. Hmm. Um, a lot of halflings there. Generally, most people overlook Erisholm because it's just a 
port and farming community make some of the best beer in the world there but otherwise it's pretty non-consequential the kit doesn't drink so i mean it also has really good uh harassian food because really good apple sauce halflings they're known for cooking and brewing yeah cooking and brewing um sylphie sylphie does lean in and go i hear they have wonderful applesauce oh plain and chunky and those are all the kinds of applesauce that i know is it yeah (laughs) but i hear it's great cinnamon strawberry peach sure yeah it's great no Um, peach applesauce yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have some. I believe you. Um, so, do we want to stop there and like get anything? I mean, it sounds like about. It sounds like you want to stop there. I just don't know if we should. I'm. It depends on how long we stay there. If we stay there a day, sure. If we are going to stay there any longer, then I might be like, oh, it's not. Okay. Maybe we should... um, Well, I know we had talked about seeing if we could find maybe some odd jobs on the way, just because I've spent all my gold on diamonds. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Captain Ziegler pipes up and says... Well, we are stopping to drop off a couple passengers there. Uh, beyond Erisholm, unless there's somebody who wants to get on there, you guys are going to be the only real passengers except for cargo going to Wake Upon Pine. Uh, so, <laughs> if you want to do something there, that's that's fine. But gonna going to have to pay for the lost time. We should be there for about two hours. I'm sure Sylphie can afford to pay for the lost time. I'm sure Sylphie wouldn't want to pay for the lost time. I I can, I guess. Um, When we're there for a couple hours, why don't we stop and see what's going on? If there's nothing going on, we'll leave. Okay. Sounds good. Only because... Only because... I don't want to have to pay for all of your shit anymore. <laughs> I only have 17 gold, 16 gold. Oh my god! How much diamonds did you buy? I have 600 gold worth of diamonds. Okay. Ugh, never mind. I'm, I'm not even having this discussion with you. <laughs> um, my okay. jingle jangle pocket. Yeah. Great. I'm glad your pocket jingles. It does. I don't even know if Kit has pockets. Probably not. <laughs> I just glanced at chat. Um, oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Not watch that anymore. Um, <laughs> 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 right. So anyway, anyway, um, yes. Uh, anything else you guys need to do or plan as you go along? Uh, I don't have anything to do on the boat. Um, besides, well. I don't want to cause too much mischief. Aren't you a trickster cleric? Yeah, but like, I also don't want to get kicked off the only boat that's going to take us to the shittiest place on this entire continent. That's very true. 
Um, you know what? Maybe I will work out a little bit. Bull is still running around. Oh my god! Ship. Uh, I'll thump, I'll thump, just kind of wave, what, like flag him down. Thump, 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 thump. Uh, hey, hello, yeah. bull. And he he like he slows down and come uh comes jogging over to you. He's like, yeah. Hey, do you want a a jogging buddy? Yeah, that'd be really great. Come on, and he just okay. takes off again. Okay, I'll jog beside thump, him. Thump, thump, thump. Is is this like a Captain America situation where he keeps lapping me like on your left the oh, whole no, time? Oh no, he paces with you. Oh okay, okay. Because oh. I was about to say, Sylvie, I don't think is like an endurance runner. She's kind of like probably not. Yeah. <laughs> no, Paul so. is. He makes up for the lack of speed by just jogging in place a lot, or like doing like knee like uh knee to chest like kickups to yeah <laughs> is bull a jock is he like a super um, jock no not necessarily okay um he's more of a bodybuilder no okay. not a bodybuilder more of a strong man okay oh so he's a himbo that is exactly he is 100 perfect a himbo <laughs> he's, he's so yeah he's as uh, my friend Jalen puts it, pure of heart, dumb of ass. Yes. yes. That's in my Twitter bio. Check yeah. me out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is actually in my Twitter bio. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not know that. That is your whole Twitter bio. <laughs> it is. Well, and my pronouns and all that stuff. Oh, but, yeah, 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 that. Uh, who cares about that? Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> pronouns are great. Um, so I'm... As I'm running beside Bull, um, I guess I'll just be like, so, um, I don't know if we've, uh, oh, okay, oh, I'm getting, oh, uh, it's hard to talk and run at the same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Who are you? I, oh, what's your name? <laughs> so, <laughs> God, now I can't even focus. Um, what was I even gonna ask? Oh, uh, so I haven't really talked to you very much about your own experiences with the the caravan. How did you come to meet them? Oh well, um, I I think we mentioned it before. I used to be a pit fighter, and um, is really all I knew how to do. So kind of a gladiator I guess you could say uh, I, I'm from Girl Shell uh, where pit fighting isn't really a legal but oh. it was the only thing I was good at so it is how I made my money and uh, that was where I, I met my mum uh, she's not really my mum but um, like your adoptive mom. Yeah, like, yeah. kind of. She started out as my trainer um, after I won a few a few fights, and um, she was a really good fighter too. Uh, in in the ring, we each had like our own uh, special names. So like, we just called me Bull because it worked, and mm -hmm. why not? Um, and she was, she's a, a human fighter, so everybody called her the hare because she was so fast. Um, <clears throat> she could oh. literally run circles around me. It was Yeah, nice. hair like a rabbit, not like 
Uh, it's okay. Got it. I, I think, yeah, I think he didn't know which kind of hair it was. <laughs> H-A-R-E. No, sure still doesn't know what kind of hair they meant. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she was really good. And then um, eventually she got hurt and um, she had to retire. So I kept fighting to support her. And um, then eventually the Phalon caravan came to town when I was like 21 or so. Um, I was a pit fighter since I was like 15. Um, and they thought I was really good and they wanted to teach me like stage fighting just just because they needed somebody to take another person's place who couldn't do it anymore so I did that with them for a couple shows in uh, Kalakar Harbor and they really liked it so they offered for me to travel with them uh, but I didn't really want to leave Irina behind so they told me they send money back to her on my behalf and so i've been traveling with them ever since um almost a decade now wow yeah i mean they're really good about that like sending money and taking care care of people like us yeah. so um i honestly make more money working with them even though there's so many of them and so many people to share money among i make more with them and take better care of Irina than than i ever did as a pit fighter so i'm i'm pretty happy with it and we usually visit every one or two years so i see her again because mm. uh we kind of caused some trouble uh they kind of caused some trouble i wasn't with them yet about 25 years ago in Kalakar. so sometimes it's hard to visit they still don't really like us there I I can understand that. You know, I actually have a friend who's from Garishal. Yeah. Or he was from Garishal. Yeah. Was? Yeah, it was. He uh, isn't around anymore. Oh. There was an accident and he's not around. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, I, and you can see he's, it makes him sad and a little, a tiny bit awkward, but he also is trying to come up with something to say back to you. And he's like, well, I had a friend who, who's gone to, um, who used to be in the caravan with me, um, he was from uh, Gerard Eldithas, and he uh, he kind of went out in a cool way, though. He he died in a, a dragon attack down in oh. Stanos. Damn, that is cool. Yeah, uh. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amazing from the from what other people said. Um, he uh, he died trying to keep this building from collapsing he was a magic user so he like froze the building in place and he made sure everyone got out before he dropped it and the last person got out and they said that the dragon saw him and so the dragon came up and just bit him and the building collapsed but everybody was safe even though he died wow sounds like a real hero yeah he was pretty good um 
I really miss him, though. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. What was your friend's name? His name was Jax. Jax. He was a tabaxi. Jax the tabaxi. That sounds mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> Jax the tabax. It was really cool. <laughs> he was super cool in Kiwi. It was really cool. I loved him. <laughs> um, he's like... Well, um, my friend didn't have that cool of a name. Uh, his name was Martin. He's... Oh. <laughs> was he a mouse? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there are no mice people in my world yet. Yet. Um, now yeah. there is. Now there is. <laughs> Martin the mouse. Um, now, he, he was... Um, he worked at this place called uh, Methine Temple uh, to Erethus. And... Uh, is this really smart researcher. Um, but yeah, he wasn't much of a fighter, so. Neither was Jax. He was a magic user, but not, he wasn't like great at it. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be like, you know, talking bad about him or anything like that, but like, that's what got him killed. So like, it was... Yeah, he wasn't great at it. I think I can say that. That's like an objective fact. You know. Well, yeah. Um, well, I, it's okay to joke about the dead. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I tell jokes about my real parents all the time. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess if that's what you're comfortable with. I I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of been it's been sort of soon since my friend died and my other friend as well Well, there's a lot of people that think it's kind of sacrilegious to joke about the dead but i think if you can't sort of enjoy the memories and still poke fun at them then what's the point yes you're right you know, Bull, you might be, I don't know, j- just gigantic, but you got some brains up there, too. It's not just muscles. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm pretty aware of how dumb I am. <laughs> well, I don't think you're so dumb for where, where I'm standing. Oh. So. Well, I'm really happy in my new sister, so... No, I, I, <laughs> and you know what? I never really had, I mean, I did have brothers, but I really didn't like them very much. So I like you and I will not. No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I'm just glad you're here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm all exercised out. So I'm going to go sit down uh, before I die. Yep. I'm going to pass out. But we have to do push-ups now. um, uh, Tall order. Tall order. Uh, Come on. You're doing leg work. Now do arm work. Come on. Okay. He he, puts his huge hand on your back and brings you down to the deck and he starts doing push-ups. I just lay there. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just like splattered on the ground. Like, and he like looks over at you and like grabs the back of your coat and like lifts you up a little bit. It's like, <laughs> come on. Oh no, please. Just one. Just do one. All right, I do. I do like like really like scrawny <laughs> scrawny arms push up. Yeah. <laughs> And he, like, instead of having you, like, put your knees down, he, like, spots you by holding on to the back <laughs> of your coat and just, like, lifts you up a little bit. He's like, okay, and then down. Okay. Uh, okay. And he lets go and, and lets you. Yeah. <laughs> lets you I just kind of lay there for a little bit. He's like, you know, you look a lot more buff than you actually are. That's an astute observation. Is that like, is that like, uh, like bodybuilding muscle instead of like useful uh, muscle? It's like ancient primordial god muscle. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I I don't know how else to describe it, but okay. He just. I'm just gonna. Up. I'm just gonna take a nap right here if that's okay you go on without me it's fine and he he like stands up and looks down at you kind of pitying <laughs> and he reaches down and just picks you up and goes and puts you in the shade somewhere oh. so you don't burn oh <laughs> thank you he like he like puts you in a little corner against the stairs that go up to the the foredeck and just sets you there and he's like okay well recover we'll do it again tomorrow and he takes off Oh god, we have to do it tomorrow too. Yep, oh, tomorrow. No. It's gonna be oh, some bone forward up in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just kinda sit there for a while and be like Just every so often the quiet Yeah <laughs> comes out of Sylvie. <laughs> yeah. Just a soft <laughs> ran two um, laps around a boat. Yeah. Did you know that Sylvie and I have more in common than you might think? <laughs> it's okay. I wouldn't even made one. Um, all right. Well. I, uh, so while they were doing that, mm -hmm. uh, Kit wants to use his last sending spell. But okay. they're, they're, while they were running around, um, I'm going to send a message to Ren. Okay. And I'm going to tell him and be like, Hey, Ren, did you get the money from Dana that I sent your way? How is everything going? I'm not going to be home for a while. Okay. Um, so Ren is 15. Okay. <clears throat> uh, you you feel the message connect and you can almost across the distance just like feel Ren perk up. Um and you hear Hey Kit, um yeah, yeah, we we just got it a couple days ago. Uh everything's pretty okay. Uh I mean as good as it's gonna get here. Uh We, um, we should talk next time you're back down this way. There's a lot of stuff that might be coming up. And that's the, that's it. Oh. Okay. Well, that's all my sending spells, so. 
Just gonna leave him on red. Yep. Yep. All right, that's what I need to do. Thank you. Okay. Um. The the rest of this particular day of sailing is pretty chill. Um, the crew just goes about their normal business, keeping the ship up. Uh, you're sort of it's it's sort of surprising how a captain like Ziegler, who is so he he himself is like well put together, but his manners are super lacking. He keeps a tight ship. Like, the whole place is spick and span. Everybody is expected to wear uniforms, except for passengers, of course. Um, Everybody needs to be, like, have, like, good hygiene. He, like, if he sees one of his men with, like, the jacket, like, open, he will walk up to them, grab them, and, like, rebutton the jacket. He's like, look professional, damn it. And he moves on along his way. Um, He is mildly annoyed by Bull running around the ship but at the same time he's like eh fuck it um, he's not getting in anybody's way and he like jumps over the ballistas anytime they'd get in his way so oh it's God, he's doing hurdles yeah kind of kind of um, but he just lets it go the rest of the crew is mildly entertained uh, as evening sets in of your first day of sailing uh, you do hear a whistle from up in one of the two crow's nests uh, at, uh, on the top of the second mast toward the bow. And looking up, uh, most of the crew looks up at the same time. You see an uh, elven man up in the crow's nest pointing down uh, to the uh, starboard side, where beneath the waves you can see these blue streaks moving toward the ship oh no (laughs) okay um Um, can i so we saw him point yeah Uh, if you guys want to make perception checks with advantage because he pointed them out you can god this better not be what i think it is oh boy i'm glad that was that advantage 24 Uh, oh you said advantage yeah yeah uh 17 okay um looking over the side uh silphy you get the idea that these are people and not creatures oh good um but kit you get a better look and you actually recognize them these are tritons and the blue that you can see is their uniforms uh of the water marshals uh. <clears throat> they wear sort of like skin tight suits uh when you said water marshals i imagine people on boats i didn't imagine people no. in in the water no uh wardens are uh, that's something i should have explained is uh wardens are sort of the main force the on land on ship kind of people water marshals are literally people who can breathe underwater mm. um they sometimes have like their own base ships that they work from or bases on islands that are movable, but most of the time they operate in the water itself. Uh, mostly because they're dealing with uh, marrow and sea creatures. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, this little group of three is approaching the ship 
and uh, Captain Ziegler calls over the deck. He says, throw down the ladder, let him on. And one of the crewmen goes over and throws down a rope ladder. Uh, um, I'd like to go up to Captain Ziegler. Uh, hi, quick question. Anything we need to like keep on the DL or anything around these like water cops, basically? Why, do you have something to be guilty about? No, just... I don't know. You know, everyone's got, like, stuff they don't want to talk about, right? So is that a yes? Let's call it a maybe. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're cool with me because, like, I'm an honorary warden in, like, two other cities, so... Well... Then it should be you'll fine. be fine. Okay, cool. And he just walks away from you. Uh, climbing on board, you do see only one of the Tritons actually boards. Um, this one is... Uh, Tritons are generally a little bit taller than elves, so this guy stands at about 5'9 or so, which is tall even for them. Um, and he... Uh, he steps up, still dripping water off this skin-tight suit that he wears. And you can see he has a belt around his waist that's covered in different tools um, and uh, a net that's wrapped around his waist where it won't catch on anything. And uh, as he steps on, Sylphie, you do recognize that he has a very specific tattoo on the side of his neck uh, that is a ring of the runes that you have on your ring. Oh, no. Um, But he steps on, sort of slicks his white, blue hair back, uh, these long, thin ears extending off the sides. And you can see the gills, like, close on the side of his neck as his lungs come into play. Um, And he says, "Uh, We weren't expecting the raven through this way. And he looks over at uh, Ziegler. You can see that they recognize each other. Uh, Ziegler walks up and shakes his hand. He says, yeah, we weren't really expecting to come this way either, but we got a charter. Uh, is that uh, going to be an issue? And the water marshal says, no, no, no. Uh, just uh, be careful. There's a little increased shark activity in the area lately. Uh, it's you know, it's the time of the season for that. Um, And he glances over uh, everybody who's gathered and Sylvie, you notice him, or or, sorry, Kit, you notice him look at you and kind of get a look like, what is that? Like, he doesn't know what you are. I just glare back at him. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, Glances over the rest and he's like, uh, what's the purpose for your voyage? And Ziegler says, uh, we're uh, heading out to Erisholm and then out to Ennick Island, uh, carrying some cargo, passengers, that's it. And the water marshal nods and says, all right, well, be careful. Watch out for the marrow. Shouldn't be too many in this area, but beyond Green's March, we can't help you. I uh, go up to the guy who has the ring of runes tattoo mm-hmm. on him. And I'm like, thank you so much for uh, 
keeping the water safe here. We, I really do appreciate it. Uh, my name is Sylphie Phelan, and I hold out my hand with the the ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he reaches out to take your hand, and let's see if he can, he notices. And he rolls a one on perception. Yep. Um, he goes to reach out to take your hand and he stops as he sees the ring says Miss Phelan and he takes your hand in both of his and shakes it says it's a interesting ring and a Phelan yes apparently you can be more than one I am a multifaceted <laughs> individual uh, um, and at that, behind you, Bull comes up. He's like, hi, I'm Bull. I'm a Phelan, too. And uh, <laughs> the guy's like, uh, he- hello, um, shakes his hand, says, um, where did you come across a ring like that? Gift from a friend. All right. Um... And he, you see him, like, uh, unconsciously, like, reach up to rub the side of his neck. Says, just, um, you don't really see many Dalmaric-style jewelry on just anybody. Yeah, you don't see a lot of tattoos on anyone like that either. Well, I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually from Taldanos, the city. Oh. Oh. I have been meaning to make a a little swing by out there. I'm definitely be worth your while. Um, there's a lot of interesting things to see out there, especially underwater. Oh, do you do you guys have like a? I mean, I don't want to assume anything because you're like a fish person, but <laughs> um, y- you well, know, the word is Triton, but yeah. yeah. Uh. You know, is like part of the city like totally underwater then, or? Um, there is an underwater part of the town, yeah. Um, one that we actually built there. It didn't sink in the calamity. Uh, no, the actual interesting part is the uh, reef fields, uh, the, the coral fields. Uh, they extend from the city out to um, the drop off. Wow. Have you... And he he kind of looks at you wondering why you have this ring and don't know. He says, have you ever heard of the Red Dawn? Uh, isn't there like some sort of sailor thing with that like Red Dawn at midnight? No, that's not right. Mm, no. Red Dawn in well, the there, evening. There's the, the Red Dawn. There's the prayer. But have you heard of the trench? No. Red um, Dawn Trench. That sounds spooky. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's definitely an interesting place. Um, it has another name, but I... Hold on, I do remember it. He should remember. <laughs> Let me grab it. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Dalmarg have looked at it as sort of the, uh, the cradle of the Whale Mother for a long time so um, does she have like little babies like shoot out of it and stuff 
Well, no. Um, merfolk are generally considered her children. Um, but no, uh, the it's also known as the Dawn Deep or uh, Drozdana is what the local people call it. Um, they're... It's weird. It's... Um, scientifically, it's a place where new land is formed. Um, but in the local belief of the Geary people and so on, it's a, uh, it's not where the whale mother sleeps. They believe she sleeps beneath the city of Taldonost, which is why it's named that. Um, it's actually a place where the things that she takes in, the people that she takes in, it's where they reemerge as merfolk. Oh. Uh. Does that happen to, like, everybody? Like. Not necessarily. Usually, well, going along with the, uh, the prayer, in, normally it's drowned sailors. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's so, why the, why the prayer is, uh, if tonight you send your siren call, May I attend your side swiftly carried on the bloodline currents and may a red dawn light my way. What the prayer is asking for is should they die at sea, may they come back as merfolk. Okay, so say, hypothetically, I'm like a chosen paladin of Taldonost. <laughs> and I'm specific? And I die just like, oh, I'm dead. Would I come back as a mermaid? I don't know. You'd have to take that up with her. Okay. That seems to be a lot of everything with Taldonos. It just kind of seems to be like, eh, we'll see. But. Uh, well, yeah. She's she's like the sea. Fickle and changeable. And Sorry, I don't mean to spew religion at you. Um, no, it's okay. Please, spew. Not not really, not literally, just uh, metaphorically spew. <laughs> I'm okay with metaphorical vomit, but not. Uh, anyway, great talking to you. Uh, what is, What was your name again? Uh, oh, God, you had to ask me for a name, <laughs> didn't you? His name is Mark. <laughs> Jacob. Is no. Flotsam. Um, Bob. Bob. His name Bob. is Bob. uh good lord guys. His <laughs> name is Javier. 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 H A V I R. Oh, Javier. Okay. Okay, okay. It's Elvin. Mm. Okay. His tritons are elves. Okay. Well, it was great to meet you, Javier. Uh, I'm going to go away now so I stop embarrassing myself around you. Sure. <laughs> Deuce it! <laughs> yeah. And I walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he turns and uh, he talks to Ziegler a little bit longer, sort of like what the area's been like in the past few days. Um, mostly just warning about shark activity. Um, but 
nothing you need to worry about as long as you don't go in the water. Um, and uh, he sets off after a couple minutes, dives back into the water, and the water marshals go along their way. Cool. I didn't even have to flash my little badge, my little warden badge. Mm. Well. 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 I suppose. Well, indeed. <laughs> suppose we should keep on the sailing. Yay. You guys haven't stopped in this entire time. Well, you just yeah, slowed I mean, down a little bit um, for them to catch up. But yeah, uh, the day wears on into evening and. Uh, you guys head down into the holds to eat and hang around and drink and eventually head to bed as nothing else exciting really happens. Um, Ball is quickly becoming the lovable idiot of the boat. Mm. Uh, the crew absolutely adores him, even though Ziegler thinks he's kind of annoying. Um, need to turn my phone away. It keeps beeping at me. Um, but as uh, evening sets in and you guys are sort of settling in star watching or whatever you decide to do um, you are getting into the northern parts of Harris where this could be considered comparable to like mid Canada uh, okay. mid to northern Canada so even though it is summer it's a little cool outside it's probably holding at a good like 60 degrees or so um, and it's just comfortable at the moment. But what you do notice as it gets properly dark is a little green ribbon goes across the sky. Yay. And then another one, and it stays for a moment and fades. And then more of these curtains of green start just fading in and out and waving slowly. Um, the entire crew comes up on deck to watch this happen. And uh, among the crew, you guys have seen, there are a couple uh, Dulmarig people. Um, Dulmarig are not just humans of a certain skin color. There are multiple people that all share a similar uh, skin color and generally come from Amnobolin. Uh, they're native to it. Uh, but you see a lot of Dulmarig people that are part of the crew gathering together and they start singing just quietly amongst themselves. And Kit, being that you yourself are descended from the Dolmarig, mm -hmm. um, more specifically the Monomar, um, you know this tradition. It's a tradition that you normally take part in, which is anytime the Northern Lights come out, um, there are songs and sort of stories shared. Uh, the Northern Lights are considered to be uh, the goddess at Lauren's dress as she walks across the sky in your sort of mythology. And people's beliefs. Northern Lights are considered a... Oh gosh, my connection going out? Uh, you're, it, you're good now. Okay. Yeah, you're good now. It was I just a little my, delay. My connection wavering. Uh, oh, it's because my, my music changed over. <laughs> Just, uh... Okay. Um, the uh, Northern Lights are also considered, whenever they come out, to be an aid to 
shapeshifters in Elusir, um, and also to skinwalkers, but on nights like these, they believe this is when your power becomes more more deeply ingrained in who you are. You Almost like the veil gets thinner between you and your totem. Mm-hmm. What you decide to do with that is up to you, if anything, um, but it's sort of special. I Kit seeing all of these, I don't think he's going to join in the singing. He probably remembers it because he would have been old enough, but it's been like been like over 10 years since he saw yeah. these. So when they come out, um, he's going to walk to the front of the ship and bonus action shift. Okay. Please describe. Oh god. I'm so bad <laughs> at this. Um, should I howl at the moon? or at you're, the... you're coyote. Oh! Uh... uh so when he walks to the front of the ship um he just grabs a hold of the railing and shifts so that the the more fur pops up the claws extend um he's the canines elongate and the ears kind of get a little fluffier and bigger and he just uh shifts and holds onto the railing and keeps staring up at the northern lights mm-hmm. yeah um, this is I'm just going to take this and run with it. Um, this is something that a lot of your people do uh, is shift in the presence of the Northern Lights and true that with you having been away from the North living pretty close to the equator for the past decade you have not seen these um and it's the first time you've been able to see them in Harris as well. And it's a perfectly clear night. Um, the major thing that comes back to you is as eight-year-old little kit previous to having your totem, um, whenever the Northern Lights would come out, your entire family would shift with their totems and you would take the opportunity to basically play with other totems these nights were when you could freely like choose a totem to experiment with oh. um Ooh, we're doing some recreational totems huh yeah um after you choose a totem you can't change it um mm-hmm. but prior to choosing one on the nights of the northern lights you could pick one to be for the night to see if you liked it and so you remember ones where you you started out with like the classics like the deer, the bear, the wolf. Um, oh, we lost you again. Um, and oh god. Oh, there we go. Why? No, it's fine. I think you you're just like stopping briefly and then starting back in again. No, yeah. Like um, I'm just gonna shut off the music on my end. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, yes, uh, you started out with all the all the basic stuff, and while Wolf was pretty cool, it wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tried a few other canines as well, but none of them really stuck until you got to Irakel and chose the coyote. So, for the first time ever, you are a coyote beneath the northern lights. You are your true self 
I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm just, it's just background. Okay. And also, having just spoken to Ren through sending, you don't know what cho- what totem he's chosen. That's true, I don't. And uh, it kind of makes you wonder if he's still experimenting with them. On, uh, uh, he's not able to experiment with them with quite as much without the Northern Lights, but yeah, you don't know if he followed in your footsteps like he often did and chose the coyote, or if maybe he chose one of your parents, or if he chose something completely different. Hmm. Okay. Good. Well, I'll just enjoy it for my one minute that I can shift. Um, the Northern Lights will allow you to hold it for two, so have fun. Oh my god, I'm gonna hold it for Yay. two minutes. Oh boy. Um, um, yeah, uh, can I? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just a quick thing for you. Uh, being from Moore's Rest, there were rare times that you could see the Northern Lights, kind of like here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've never gotten to see them in like their full clear glory like this it seems like they're particularly strong tonight and they came out particularly early okay um so this is kind of a new experience can i do the best way i can describe it is a read the room check to see if it would be cool if i played loot along with all of their singing because i don't want to be disrespectful Make an insight check. Okay. That's not great. Uh, It's an 11. 11? You do notice that it seems to be specifically singing. Okay. Nobody else is going to get out instruments. Well, I will stand in the back then and just kind of like arch my head up and look... Uh, at the sky and just kind of like bask in like this peace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I've been tasked with a very terrible job, uh, I'm looking forward to it and I feel this peace that I haven't in a while. So, okay. Yeah. Um, it lasts for a good while, um, but eventually everybody just sort of turns in uh, with the last curtains of green in the sky. Uh, it goes fairly late, um, and you guys head to bed for the night. Um, let's see. Kit, as you doze off, You don't dream terribly often. At least not good dreams. Okay. Um, but you've become kind of desensitized to it over time. Tonight you dream. And maybe it's because of talking to Ren. Maybe it's because of the Northern Lights bringing back memories. You don't know. But what you do know is that you are eight years old and you are watching 
your parents and some of their friends finish the longhouse, the new longhouse that the village pulled together to make. Um, they're putting the last sort of uh, waterproof, waterproofed like skins and hides over it that have been treated and they're uh, tying them all into place. Uh, you see some of the village elders around you that are all watching this and several of them have these little uh, bowls made of bone and shells that have smoke just drifting out of them from burning herbs. And as soon as the last piece is placed at the top of the longhouse, which is this carved uh, piece of a piece of driftwood that was very carefully shaped into a, um, oh God, what's it called? Oh God, I lost my memory. Um, oh no. Oh God, I'm gonna panic. Um, no, um, shaped into probably for your people, it's a probably a raven. Let's go with that for now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's a specific bird, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but a raven sitting at the very top that's sort of uh, suspended next to where the smoke comes out of the top of the longhouse. And as they place that, the elders step inside the longhouse and start bringing the smoking bowls through to cleanse the whole thing uh, before everyone else is let in. Um, at the very center, uh, people start digging out a little fire pit and surrounding it with rocks so it can, uh, so it'll smoke uh, through the hole in the roof. And they start bringing in hand-carved furniture to sit along the walls. Um, it's sort of treated like a community hall, um, and it also serves as sleeping space for those who may not have their own homes yet, uh, as your people are rebuilding after losing some things in a recent attack by the skull. Um, not too extensive, but they did burn down a few of your uh, small, normally portable homes. Um, in stepping inside, you see them place a moose skull right in the middle of the fire pit, and then they bury it and then build the actual fire on top. And you know this is a time-honored tradition of whoever's, uh, whatever animals were killed for making the shelter itself, um, the the bigger contributors get their bones like buried under where the structure is going to be built. So under this structure, there are tons and tons of skeletons of all of these different creatures and the moose skull gets placed under the fire. Um, and it's just sort of, it's a happy day because things are getting back to normal. Um, your family did keep their home in that attack, um, but a lot of friends of yours didn't. Some people were hurt and are now being moved in here to recover and have a, a safe place to sleep. Um, but it's met with a lot of celebration. Food is brought out. Um, people start playing music. Uh, the few um, sort of sources of alcohol that your people have, which are mostly wine that are aged in like... Uh, uh, bear, uh, small barrels uh, those are brought out and it's just peaceful and 
you remember your little brother, Ren, toddling around only three, four years old, uh, and your parents trying to keep him in check while also keeping you in check because you're a rambunctious seven, eight-year-old. Um, and everything's just normal. And you haven't had normal probably since then. Sylphie. Oh no. Oh, I get one of these two. Oh no. Dreams. Oh, no. You uh, make your way into your cabin for the night and just sort of throw your stuff off and flop down on the bed. You're still sore from the uh, from the jog that morning. <laughs> You didn't stretch well, so it's, like, going to stick with you. Uh, You lay back in bed. And as you're starting to drift off, your eyes are still open, but just barely. um, You notice, like, you think it's a trick of your mind or, like, a dream starting. But you notice little fish just drifting above your head. Not doing anything. It feels pretty dreamlike, so you just dismiss it. And eventually close your eyes. And then your vision turns blue. This sort of deep, dark, cerulean color. And you realize you're floating. No bubbles are coming from your mouth. You seem to be able to breathe just fine. But looking up, you don't see a surface. And looking down, you see the blue fade to black. You are suspended in an endless ocean in all directions. There are no land masses. There's no characteristics. There's nothing to look at. Just endless blue and black below. There's no fish. There's no bubbles. There's no coral, no plants. Just you. And beneath you, the darkness goes so deep that you can only fathom that maybe you're, maybe you're in some kind of trench. Maybe you're not really sure. And then you feel something before you hear it. This such a deep sound that it begins to vibrate in your guts before your ears actually register it. This horrifically deep sound that puts thunder to shame. And slowly you begin to hear it to this long bellow. And the only thing you can compare it to is some deep massive bugle and beneath you at first you think your eyes are playing tricks on you as you think you see a long shape begin to form and it's so slow and so huge that you cannot comprehend the size even as it gets closer you're not sure how far away it is only that it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger And you start to make out details. 
to call it a snake is just plain wrong but you see this long serpentine body extending into the distance far beyond what your eye can see miles and you see these ridges along its back that remind you of broken turtle shells layered into scales almost and you see this face come out of the darkness and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger until you realize you don't even have a clue as to the scale because it it just keeps coming and you see these long sort of teeth coming up from its bottom jaw almost like a cage in front of its face this dragon-like face and then it starts to remind you of an angler fish as you see this long antenna coming out with a, a bright spot at the front of its head but it doesn't have any eyes You see these slitted nostrils and you see these tiny broken scale pieces getting bigger and bigger as it goes down its body Um, and these long crests and fins coming off of its face. Uh, There's a gigantic like pectoral fin every probably hundred or so feet coming off its body with smaller fins in between that are just moving like centipede legs to carry this creature through the water. And it doesn't seem like it's focused on you. It's just drifting upward until a moment where you just turn your head ever so slightly to watch its tail fade into the distance and the head just jolts up toward you. Like you've just been locked in the sights of like, it's almost spider-like in the sudden movement. And with no eyes, you don't know if it knows you're really there. But what you do know is that all of the fins suddenly push back and the body comes rocketing toward you. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you realize its head is the size of a mountain. And you jolt awake as adrenaline just shoots through your entire body. Your heart is beating so fast that you can't even hear each individual beat it's you are ready to flee or fight you have no idea what time it is all you know is as you open your eyes you see a little clownfish disappear after I caught my breath uh, I'm going to bolt out of bed and I'm going to go to Kit's room and bang on the door. What? Wake up! I need you to do something for me. Oh, God. Get up! Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Isn't it in the middle of the night? Um, you guys I don't, know. don't know what time it is because there aren't windows in your cabins. Ugh, I opened the door. What? Are your spells, are your spell slots, like, replenished yet? No. No. <sighs> Okay, never mind. Go back to sleep. What? I close the door. <laughs> oh my god. And I go god. back. Uh, I go back to my room and I just kind of like lay on my bed, like staring up at the ceiling and just sending more concerned vibes out to Whale Mom. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, make me a perception check. Okay. Vibe check. Vibe check. Uh, you said perception? Mm-hmm. Uh, 19. 19? Um, you notice your ring is glowing ever so slightly pale orange. And as you take a closer look at it, it's pulsing ever so slightly. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to grab my sword. Okay. And I'm just gonna give it a big swing. See if that does anything. Is this like remind me, is your sword special? No, it's not. I don't know. I guess I could do a spell. I mean, you just swing your sword in this tiny cabin and clip the post of your bed. Uh. Alright. I'm going to then cast Mending on the bedpost. See if anything happens then. Yeah, you mend the chip pretty easily. Alright. Forget it. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Um, <laughs> I mean, you try. <laughs> I'll just lay in bed and yeah. stare and just be like, I wish we spoke the same language. Um, yeah, laying back on your bed and desperately hoping that you can get back to sleep without another experience like that. Um... You do notice that after a while, your ring begins to match sort of your heartbeat as it begins to slow down um, and eventually settles and the light goes away. Cool. And sometime, you don't know when because again, no window in the cabin you do manage to drift back off whale 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 indeed whale yeah cool so as soon as Kit wakes up because he's gonna wake up before Sylphie, I'm assuming probably I'm gonna run right over to the door and start pounding on it like, Sylphie! Uh, what? Sylphie, wake up! I... God. Uh, I, like, lurch out of bed and creak the door open, just like, what? Are your spell slots recovered? I didn't use any spell slots yesterday, dipshit, and I closed the door on. Did you need me for something? I say through the door. Oh, I uh, open the door back up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know that guy we met yesterday, right? The the 
the fish guy, yeah. The fish guy, yeah. Would you be able to send him a, a message? I guess I could. I've seen him. Cool. Uh, tell him that Sylphie is wondering. Uh, is could there potentially be a big old snake in the Red Dawn Trench? Is that it? Sure. Depending on what he says back. Okay. Does he have a name? Yeah, it's a Javier. Javier. Okay. I'm going to cast Sending to Javier and say, Sylphie wants to know if there's a big snake in the Red Dawn Trench. Is that it? That's it. Um, okay. You hear Javier kind of startle a little bit. He's like, uh, did you say you were Kit or did you just say Sylphie wants to know? I just said Sylphie wants yeah. to know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's like, um, okay. Uh, well, whoever you are. No. I mean, there's a lot of stuff down there, but I don't think they're in that cuts off. Uh, uh, I tell Sylvia, like, he said no. Can you send him another message, please? I love What do you need to do? Uh, just tell him, hey, maybe you should check out the trench because there might be big snake down there. You do know Drozdana is like on the other side of the northern hemisphere from you guys. Yes. But okay then then tell tell somebody over there that there might be a big snake over there. Okay. So tell somebody who's close to the Red Dawn Trench that there might be a big snake in there. And they might want to check it out. But, like, be incognito about it so you don't get eaten by the big red snake. Or, big snake? It wasn't red snake. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to send a message to Javier. Sylphie said, tell somebody that there's probably a big snake in the trench. I didn't say probably. But be incognito because apparently the snake has very high perception. Okay, I didn't say that either, but all right. Okay. That's it. Um, it takes him a moment, and he's like, Are you guys okay? <laughs> oh, no! Are you, are you, are you talking about the, the monster in Green Hall Sea, or are you talking about something else? I'm oh, not mean? aware of any giants, or, and it cuts off. Okay, he asked if we were okay, um, which, alright. He wondered if we were talking about a monster in Greenhall Sea, and then he cut out. Oh, do I know, okay, do do we previously know about this monster that's in the sea? You know of a sea serpent that lives in the Greenhall Sea. That we talk to? Yeah. Or you talk to? No, well, yeah, I know that one, but the the one that I dreamed about was not that guy, right? 
not that serpent. Nope, yeah. very different. Yeah, so, no, it's not that one. Um, it's it's a different one. It's huge. It's as big as a mountain. Like, its head is as big as a mountain. And it was in a trench, and I've never been to the Red Dawn Trench, but we were just talking about a Red Dawn Trench. And so I figured, like, maybe Whale Mom is like, hey, there's a big old snake there. Maybe you should, like, kill it or something. What? But I... Where did you get all this from? I had a dream last night. What? My dreams. Send okay. a message to Javier. Mm-hmm. Sylphie said she had a dream about a snake as big, whose head was as big as a mountain, and it's in the trench because you talked about the trench. You should also tell him that I'm a paladin of Tal Dunost, and maybe sometimes that's important and helpful and useful. Sometimes. Um, I used all my words. <laughs> Javier uh, says, um, well, I'm not sure. I can let somebody know, but I don't know of any. And you hear him pause for a second. It says, is she talking about Zorot? And that's where it ends. Uh, he said he can let somebody know, and he asks if you were talking about Zorot. Zorod. Oh, Zorod. X-O-R-O-D. Do Zorod. I know? <laughs> You've never heard that oh. word. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know okay. what that is. Well, that's um, that's it. That's your luck for today. So. Great. Okay, cool. Thank you. I that didn't help at all, but yeah. excuse me, I Thanks. misspelled it. X O R O U D. Ah. ah. Well. Okay, you can go back to bed now. Well, I was the one who woke you up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, then I'll go back to bed then. I slam the door in his face and I go to sleep for an extra hour. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yep. That's all right. Well, that's what we did. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kit, when you go up, you see it's fairly close to dawn. Um, you gotta got a, a good night's sleep, and uh, land is in sight. Oh uh, and you guys are coming upon Erisholm. You should be docked by probably 8 a.m. or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Erisholm, from what you guys can see, is a, for lack of a better word, understated kind of town. Um, the first thing you really notice about it is that there are very clear channels around it for where ships should sail um, and they're very carefully marked by these buoys uh, to keep ships from coming in contact with sunken buildings um, and you see the tops of some of these buildings still above the water especially stone structures that haven't rotted away over time um, like uh, 
you do see uh, sitting out in the water what looks like it was maybe a repurposed bell tower um, has been turned into a lighthouse. Uh, so there's a new structure on top of it, and there's like a little platform where people can row out to it and light the light the house uh, lighthouse. Um, you guys, as you get close, being that your ship is so huge, uh, several small uh, little fishing boats come out to the ship and actually taxi you inward. Um, less taxi more just gentle guiding they can't really pull a daw ship um but they bring you in uh to the largest stone pier and very carefully with a lot of ropes and a lot of teamwork of people working on the docks pull the ship in until the side is up against the uh stone pier and they uh tie on the mooring lines and the gangplank is thrown down uh, this looks like the only place in the entire port that a DAW ship can actually uh, land at. Everywhere else is just tiny little uh, miniature sailing ships or fishing boats. Um, and yeah, I think that'll be a good spot to jump over to break. Yeah, okay. break. So we'll go ahead and break for 10 minutes. Mute your microphones. And we'll <laughs> see you guys back in 10 Okay. Oh, boy. Whoops. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome back. We're back. A dinosaur story. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I know. It's weird, man. But it's a it's a weird movie. It is. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know we're back. A dinosaur story. No, not imagine. Uh, imagine. Uh, so, hmm, how do I describe it? It's like. Uh, it's like those terrible 80s cartoons, but it was made in the early 90s by Universal Studios, and it's mm -hmm. like a really bad little kid musical, but it's also really dark and scary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's so basically like a lot of dinosaur movies. It's basically <laughs> the land before time, but if it were... Modern day. Yeah, yeah. If it, well, modern if it, day is in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Imagine <laughs> land before time, but all the dinosaurs are adults and they're in New York City. Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> and they're also aliens you. from space. It's weird. What? And the bad guy runs an evil carnival in Central Park. It's Why? weird. <laughs> it's Why? a weird movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Okay. All right, so... <clears throat> Sorry, I was just getting something ready off screen just in case we need it. Um so yes. Tis a tis a new day as you all approach the city of Arisholm, uh the port that the Daw ship can barely uh fit into. Um Arisholm itself is imagine like a medieval little bitty London um, it's it's very simple has a lot of sort of Tudorian style architecture that's that's the older stuff the newer stuff is all stone and wood um, it looks like at one point this city which extends by the way a couple miles under the uh, the ocean you can see that the sunken city is inhabited at least slightly 
mostly by tritons and the occasional water genasi um and whomever else is down there you don't really know because they don't come to the surface very often um the rest of the city is fairly small by comparison um it almost looks like somebody just took uh, a knife and slashed off part of the city where this drop off goes and there's a bunch of fallen buildings in the uh, in the uh, the harbor itself um, the rest is fairly simple a lot of halflings here there are even some uh, kobolds and goblins who are more sort of civilized um, very few uh, larger races here like goliaths and dragonborn um, it's mostly mostly smaller folk. And as you guys uh, throw down the gangplank off the raven, um, most of the dock workers are halflings as well. And they help uh, bring things off the ship. Now, being that they are so small, they can't really lift all the crates and stuff. So they have like these rolling dollies that they use um, so that they can handle goliath-sized cargo, even though they're so small. Um, what would you guys like to do in Arisholm? Uh, I, well, I guess I'll turn to Sophie and be like, do you have any plans? I've got, like, a half a plan. I have zero plans. This is your okay. thing. Alright, well, then, I would like to pull a smallish creature aside, uh, that looks what? like it speaks common. <laughs> Like, what kind of creature? I, so, like, I've met kobolds in your world, and I'm kind of iffy about kobolds, so <laughs> I'm going to choose a halfling. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to be like, excuse me, pardon me. Um, yeah, this, uh, little red-headed halfling guy with a, with a big bushy beard looks up at you and says, yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, is everybody Australian in this world? <laughs> that was not <laughs> Australian. Oh. Um, it's New Zealand. No, it wasn't New Zealand. Oh. It was meant to be Irish, it wasn't? but fuck it. Oh. oh. Well, well okay, like for one now. thing, we should let them get out, like, more than a sentence before we, yeah, like, determine what accent <laughs> they were using. I, I try my best, man. <laughs> no, you're good. Don't worry. Um, hi. Yeah, so... We, what's a good place to get some information? Like, do you guys have like a hub or like a like a tavern? <laughs> Welcome center. Yeah, do you have a, like an information kiosk? <laughs> well, uh, oh god, now I am gonna be stuck in New Zealand. No. Um, oh god, <laughs> I don't remember how to do Irish. Uh, wear um, me lucky charms. Says, uh, oh God, I can't remember how to do it now. Oh, you're on the spot. Oh God, <laughs> I don't remember. Dance monkey, <laughs> dance monkey. Um, he says, um, if you go into the um into the tavern, uh, that's more English Scottish, that, but who cares? It yeah. Okay. It, if you go over to the tavern, um, I mean that's usually the good Lord. Uh, that's usually the place where we get all our uh, our information in town. So, that's and a drink. You could always start with a drink. Okay. Uh, thank you. 
Sure, I'm gonna go work on my accent over here. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> <say>. <laughs> Scottish. At yeah. least you attempt an accent. I I'm tried just like real hard. And you slowly I... migrated north as you kept talking. <laughs> <He> slowly migrated. <laughs> my accent is just me, but bitchier. Yeah. I mean, my I had a cool accent, and then, um, and then you could have had another one. I know. I just yeah. Anyway. Well, let's whale. go. Whale? Let's go to the tavern. To the tavern. To the tavern. Okay, well, everybody here is going to be Scottish now. That's what it's okay. decided. Because they're halflings. Fuck it. I'm going to be That's racist. Um, um, but yeah, you, you make your way into town. Uh, not too far. There's not a lot of taverns here because, again, it is so small. Um, but the the nearest few that you can find is there's like a, a sort of a sailor's tavern uh, harbor side and then going further into town there's more like there's like a family tavern and then there's just a drinking tavern yeah let's go to the drinking ca- tavern I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese it's not Chuck E. Cheese it's more like the American Legion ew, um, you I, also ew. I don't want to go there their food is terrible yeah Wait, um, isn't the American Legion like a Freemason thing or no? American Legion wow. is for veterans and typically they also have a bar and they do like really shoddy bar food, so everything's oh. deep fried. Yeah. Okay. I got them Oh no, I got it confused with the Moose Lodge. That's like some sort of Freemason I'm thing. Not or sure. maybe I'm just talking out my ass. I'm, I'm probably talking out my ass. Our parents were involved yeah. with the moose, so I think it's just something you just like pay to be part of it, but I really don't know. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I used to serve food for American Legion like things. Yeah. Uh, the moose whatever. has better food. It does. Um, but anyway, okay. yes. Good to know. Uh, so you make your way uh, to the Mongoose uh, Tavern. The Mon Moose. The, the Mon Moose. The Mon Moose Because I couldn't come up with anything more clever uh, on the spot. The Mon Goose. Ye old drinking spot, the Mon Goose. Ye old Mon Goose. Uh, yes, the, the, uh, the, the dancing mongoose is what it's called. Uh, it uh, dances! Yeah, every tavern in a fantasy setting has to be a verb with an ing and a proper noun. <laughs> ah. No, or it has to be the dut dut arms. We had the pink pearl. We did. Yeah, but that was well, a brothel. The pink pearl was like a real <laughs> that was, seedy. That was yeah. explicit. That was yeah. a brothel. That was the best little whorehouse in Port Saris. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Um, it really was the best little. <laughs> okay, thank you, Dolly. Uh, yes. So I'm gonna walk into the tavern. I'm gonna go straight up to the bar dude, whatever they're called. Bartender. Thank you, bartender. Wow. And... Uh, yes, it is a uh, sort of scraggly-looking dwarf with a forked beard. Um, looks ah. like Patrick Rothfuss. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. You don't know uh, who that is, do you? No, I know, I know he writes books. Yes. I um, haven't read any yet, he, but they can highly recommend it. They're great. Silver through his hair and beard. Big old okay. beard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's just cleaning up the bar as you step in, and he looks over at you, kind of clocks your weird furry ears, and stops what he's doing. My eyes are up here. 
He's he's looking at the same level. Your ears are at the same level. <laughs> you you don't have um, ears up here. They're side. You're an elf, oh. not a not a furry. Well, do they stick out that far too? You can dream, right? Okay. <laughs> uh anyway, said that on the live stream. Uh so they I just want ears. Ears would be so cute. Anyway, um then be a tabaxi. Oh wait. Oh wait, I already was. <laughs> uh, be a Vixu next. It'd be great. Rip Jacks. Oh, anyway, so I'm gonna ask the I'm gonna ask the dude and be like, so, um, hi, I'm new here in town. Hello? We're looking for some jobs. Maybe is there like anything real shady or dingy going around here that pays well? Who are you? Uh, my name is Kit. All right. What's, um, what, what, what's your name? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> he got really close. Yeah, he's like, um, who are you? What's your name? <laughs> and he's just like, um, folks call me Bear, but, uh, Bear? Bear. Is your mother a <laughs> My bear? mom turned into a bear! Oh, yeah, that's all I could come up with. Shut up. The trailer was very misleading. Uh, um, okay. Now uh, Syl- about chicken. <laughs> Sylvie's, gonna <laughs> Sylvie's gonna come in and she's gonna be like, uh, I think what my friend is trying to say is that we're looking for a little bit of extra income. If you might know of anybody who is hiring temporarily, typically, you know, the day, maybe. Yeah, do you have like a temp agency that pays really well? You know, or just somebody who's like, oh, get rid of my, you know, garden gnomes or whatever. Are there any slaves around here? You do nah, realize well, are there any slavers people. around here we can kill? <laughs> Gnomes are people, Alicia? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm a, the teeny little one. Like, halflings are... are smaller than gnomes. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. Um, Anybody who is just looking for a quick little job to be done, like, oh. old lady needs her cat out of a tree, something like that. For preferably more than a thousand gold. Oh, uh, That's I don't know anyone who has that kind of money in this place. Um, we can take less. It's fine. Yeah, we're we're flexible. Well, if you're if you're looking for just uh, odd jobs, you could always go down to the docks and help load and unload ships. Oh, um, there's farmers who could use some help. I don't know. We do. They need. Okay, so like, let me let me lay down my skill set for you. Um, I'm good at murder. Is there, like, a job for that? Um, legal murder. Legal murder. It's, it's legal. It's always legal. Like, I, I pull out my warden badge and I'm like, look, see, legal murder. Yeah, yeah. And then I put it away really fast. Well, if you're a warden, you should probably talk to the marshal. Where could we find said marshal? In the marshal's office. Is that above water? Yes. Okay, can you point me in the right direction, please? Uh, he 
size and he um comes out from behind the bar you see him hop down off like a like a raised platform behind it and uh he steps out the door points directly across the street oh (laughs) (laughs) and a to be fair it looks like a house um, but there is a small sign above the door that says um, Marshall's office. The, <laughs> Walker, yeah. Texas Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it says uh, Warden's Guild. Um, oh. But yeah. Okay. I am going to hand him a silver and be like, thank thank you. That was much easier that's, than anticipated. That's, that's awful generous. Thank you. And um, take care with your legal murder? Yes, please don't tell anybody. Cheerio! Bye! Bye. <laughs> he just walks back into his bar and like closes the door behind you. I love I... how whenever we talk to somebody we instantly become like the biggest shits on the face of the planet. <laughs> Basically. <D&D. laughs> um, uh, I lean over to Kit and I'm like, um, so that was awfully generous for a guy who has like no money i've still got 16 gold and six silver i don't have any copper on me so it was the smallest i had should i have asked him to make change for a tip no you just just never mind let's go okay all right um i would like to tip you can you break this down for me please (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but but not this much. I would like less <laughs> to right. tip you. <laughs> right. Um, making your way across the street to the uh, warden's office. Um, it's open. It's a public space, so you can just walk right in. Um, it's laid out a little bit like a classic sort of sheriff's office, where it's got mm-hmm. the desk at the front. It's got like a deputy's sort of desk at the back and bookshelves, and then there's a sectioned-off area that seems to be a small jail, and then there's a stairway at the back that leads down. Um, sitting at the main uh, front desk, sort of staring out the side window, just watching traffic go by is a triton um he's he doesn't have like his uh swimming uniform on the sort of skin tight blue um instead he has just a loose uh loose a loose uh white dress shirt buttoned up nice leather coat uh dark trousers boots um and he's just sitting there enjoying the sun coming in through the window and uh, sitting at the uh, deputy's desk at the back you see is a human man in a similar ensemble they both have the uh, warden badges displayed on their chest and uh, you can hear from the jails even though you can't see the person at this angle you can hear somebody just humming away just passing the time what are they humming um I don't know. Like, Well, a f- you said they were staring out the window, so like watching traffic go by, and I immediately started to think of Hello, Dolly. No, like- no, the wardens aren't. Uh, the warden and the marshal aren't humming. It's somebody in oh. the cells. Gotcha, but gotcha. But they don't seem to mind. It's a okay. nice little tune. It's just a little folk tune. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to walk up to the front desk and be like, yeah. I'm going to tap on it lightly to get his attention and be like, Hello. 
Yeah, person. and the Triton turns to face the both of you. You see he's got this, uh, Tritons have like bluish to white hair, mm-hmm. and he's got this like uh, full beard going on that's still kept pretty close. And he looks up at the both of you and says, Morning. How can I help you? Hi there. Yeah. Do uh, do y'all have a job board? Uh, and he motions over to a uh, board on the wall, and you see it's a bounty board. Ooh, a bounty board. There that that excites Perfect. me on an instinctual level. Maybe um, maybe we could like try doing this first before we go asking if um, people know of legal murder. I didn't know that there was a warden here. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. It's just just an inside joke. Well, they have a sign that says Warden's Guild. Maybe if you would have... That's beside the point. (laughs) The point is, you need to pay attention a little bit more. And, excuse me, sir. uh, So... On this on this board with all these bounties, um, which one do you? T- how difficult would you say they are on like a scale of like one to twenty? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're kind of at like a, a six. Yeah, if you have like, like a six. six. Uh. Well, um, he gets up from his desk, and um. Kit, he about matches height with you as he walks over to the board. Um, he taps on one that has this uh, fairly accurate drawing of what appears to be an orc or half-orc man. You can't quite tell. Mm-hmm. Says, well, uh, this fella, uh, he's pretty simple to deal with. We just haven't been able to catch him because he's so damn slippery. Um, he's Like, literally thief. slippery, or... Like, is he a fish person? He's an orc. Oh, oh, well. Does he not bathe? Is he really sweaty, or... Do y'all not know what a slippery thief is? No, no, we're just asking, I didn't like, know if he was, like, the sticky It's literal, bandit, like... Or, like, the sweaty bandit. Yeah. No. You never know. He's very good at escaping, is what I mean. Uh, how so? Yeah. Enough to the point where we still haven't caught him, clearly. No, I mean, like, how does he do it? Is it, like, magical, or is he just quick? I th- think it's a combination of the two. Um, okay. He's kind of a prolific robber in these parts, Ooh. and if he's still in the area, which I'm pretty sure he is, uh, we would like to... Uh, have a chat with him about where all his stolen riches go. He taps on another, um, which is a familiar face to the two of you. Uh, it is Kellogg Marta, the drow. Uh, he says, this fella is a bit longer standing bounty. Um, bounty exists across the entire continent at this point. Um, he's a slave trader, and Typically, we we're familiar. Oh, you've met. All right. I, yeah. I have personally punched him in the face. <clears throat> Lovely. Well, there's a pretty good bounty out on him. So if you ever get a hold of him, uh, alive or dead, he's worth about 2,000 gold. Oh, what is your name, sir? Quit asking me for names. Well, I have to <laughs> know who I'm going to send a message to when I catch the asshole so I can collect my money. All right. 
Um, most people just call me Zed. Uh, Zed. Zed. Do you run? Uh, do you run the Men in Black headquarters? Excuse me. I'm just. Are you like? Um, are you like a, a modern day like pop star DJ type person? If you absolutely must know. <laughs> My mother named me Zothos, but I don't really care for that name too much. Why? It's a cool name. It's all right. (laughs) It's fine. But no, most folks just call me Zed. Okay, Zed. Um, so... Yeah, so is this orc dude, is he like... We'll catch Kellogg eventually, we know where he's going. Um, but is this orc dude, like, hanging around here... I mean, I assume so. He broke in... Well, we don't know if it was him for sure, but there's another break-in just last night. Okay. Where where was that? Can you give us some details? We would like yeah. to accept this bounty. Okay. Um, he goes over to his desk and pulls out a, a little map of the town, um, and he marks on it where the uh, house was. And he puts little X's over previous houses that have been hit, and you can see they're kind of making a ring around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, says, uh, he seems to be just working his way through. We've been trying to set up traps for him, uh, but never seems to trip any of them. Hmm. Well, he's not <clears throat> really a fighter. Uh, if we see this ring that he's making, can we kind of predict what the next place is? Um, make an insight check? I will definitely do that. Yeah, I will too. Oh, that's not helpful. That's, yeah, not great. Uh, 13. Okay. Um, Looking at the sort of trajectory he's on, you can guess one of two. Um, there's a smaller house that uh, the uh, the war the marshal has marked as a blacksmith shop, and then there's another one that is just a residence. One of those two look like they're most likely to be next. Oh. Okay. It's probably the blacksmith shop, right? It's a business, not a home. Has he been hitting homes mostly or businesses? Uh, Well, a lot of people live above their businesses in this town, so both. Oh. The blacksmith shop would have more to steal. What's he been after? Uh, Anything small enough to fit in a pocket, basically. Uh, Mm. And he looks down at the uh, blacksmith shop that you guys are considering. He says, this particular smith is just a iron and steel smith. I don't think he makes any kind of jewelry. But the folks that live across the street, they're, they're gone fairly often. They're <clears throat> sailors, merchants. They make a sort of circuit of the western side of Paris. Um, so honestly... I haven't been able to decide between both of them myself. One of them has a little more money than the other, possibly more valuable uh, decorations, but the blacksmith's shop has actual goods. Mm. Mm. So, 
Maybe. Well, we can't split up. I mean, we could split up. We could, but then what happens if we run into Kellogg? Then he'll murder one of us. Oh, I mean, Kellogg, he's definitely not here. Kellogg's not here. Oh. No, he ran for Moore's Rest as fast as he could with, a, with his tail tucked between his legs. Well. Then I don't know. Hmm. I'm thinking it might be the Moore family home because if he's only stealing things that are small enough to put in a pocket, uh, blacksmith goods are really heavy. Mm, yeah, you're right. And they're not typically small. Well, you have like little, what are they, ingots? Yeah, but they're still not that small. They're big. Now, you can tell how much I know about weapons Your typical or smithing. ingot comes in like this brick, mm. like literal bricks. Well, well, well. What are you thinking? You're the one who needs money, so... Hmm. I'm thinking he'll probably go after the smaller place. Okay. But if we want to, what we could do is we could hang outside there and just watch them and see if we can see him going in there. We could. Can we, um, sir, what was your name again? Zed. 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 Um, I wrote it down, but, uh, we, can you, can you let people know that we're going to be shady and shifty and hanging around there while we're trying to catch this guy? As long as bounty hunters don't break the actual law, and as long as any thing you do is in pursuit of this particular man Mm -hmm. I don't care okay all Uh, we need to know try not to break anything we'll do our absolute best because anything you do break is coming out of your reward Hmm. how big is the reward Uh, for the orc it is 250 gold that's not it's um, a, that's a lot of money. No, I know, but like I want hundreds of thousands of gold. Yeah, well, then that's not you happening. Need to like bring a god's head to somebody. Oh, I could do that. Um, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So I guess let's. Uh, I'm gonna need to rest before we take on this guy. So, because you used up all my good spell slots this morning. I mean, you didn't have to do that. Right, because telling you no is an option. You never ask. You never, yeah. I'll remember that. Okay. <laughs> Alright, fine. Let's right. rest. Yeah. What time is it during the day? Um, It's probably like 9, 10 a.m. Okay. Um... Yeah, let's let's go. Well, first, let's go tell what's his nuts, uh, the that captain. We're yeah, that we're gonna stay for a day, um, and he'll be he'll be fine with that, or he'll live, I should say. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys make your way back to the Raven ship, and uh, see that pretty much all the other passengers have gotten off, but uh, two have gotten on. 
um, a moon elf woman and a half orc man. The they just seem innocuous. Um, but uh, you do find Bull, who you didn't take with you, is still there. Um, he's doing oh, his yeah. morning jog. Um, and Ziegler is. Is he still on the ship doing his morning jog? Uh, I kind of wave him down. I'm just like, Bull, you don't have to run on the ship. You can run, like, around town. Well, I thought we were, we were leaving. There's been a change of plans. Yeah. Cute. Um, yeah, he, he kind of comes down the, the gangplank and says, Alright, um, well, what are we doing? We're gonna kill people. Well, okay, Maybe. Okay. Bad people. We're gonna kill bad people. Oh, okay. That's fine. Maybe. Maybe. So, Ziegler. Ziegler, hello? Ziegler? And Bulwark says, he's not on the ship. Where'd he go? He went to the bar. Of course he did. At 10 in the morning. Sailors and they're drinking. Um, Do you know which bar he went to? Um, and he points, like, across the wharf to where one of those, uh, sailor bars is at. One of those sailor bars. One of them sailor bars, the ones that are real crusty. Yeah. On their sailor their bars. Sailor bars with their salad bars. Um, yeah. Sailors don't eat salad. Yeah, I know. Uh. Papa eats spinach. That's yeah. basically a salad. Uh, yeah, but it's canned. Can <laughs> you imagine eating a canned salad? Ew. Alright, uh, so we're gonna go to the Sailor Salad Bar and um, and to find Ziegler. I'm sure he'll be flirting okay. with anything that breathes. <laughs> Close. Um, make your way over to this bar that's real real crusty and seedy. Just, just real gross. Yeah. Um, you make your way in through this just filthy window door. You can't even see through it. And inside is a bunch of the uh, crew of the Raven who are just gathered around drinking, playing cards. Uh, It looks like they probably get paid every time they make landfall, so they're just wasting all their money. Mm -hmm. A bunch of them have local girls, like, sitting in their laps and are trying to impress them. And typical sailor nonsense. Yeah. Um, Ziegler is sitting at the bar talking to the bartender, uh, who is this humongous hobgoblin woman um like she she's not compared to bull she's still pretty small but she's huge for a hobgoblin uh with the sort of pointed back ears and the long black hair reddish skin um but uh she's just talking with him and you can tell he's trying to flirt with her um and chat her up and she's just not having any of it he like finishes his drink and she refills it and just walks away from him while he's Aww. trying to like he's trying to do that thing in the musketeers where they're trying to teach the kid how to tell poetry to a lady mm-hmm. um, and he like switches tactics every time she comes back um, and it's it's kind of sad to watch because he's just not having any luck um, but yeah as you guys approach she turns her attention to you and walks over and says, Alright, what'll it be? Oh! Uh, we just need to talk to 
the guy who's bothering you. Oh, I don't know. I'll have a nail. All right. And she reaches sure. under the bar, um, pours from a, a cask, and you do notice that the bar itself and like the glassware is sparkling clean. But the like floors and the outside of the building are disgusting. Um, and she sets this glass down in front of you. Um, it says, "Yeah, you might, um, you might want to rein him in before he gets his teeth knocked out." And she walks away. Obviously. She just gave you the drink for free. <laughs> Not our responsibility. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna walk over to Ziegler and be like, "Hey." Yeah, what's up? Uh, we're gonna stay for a day, so we'll make it good with you. Just ask Sylphie, she's got money, she'll do it. Alright, um, ten gold. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't I turn to Kit, I'm like, why don't you do it? You have ten gold, and it's your thing, and then if we make this back, then you'll have more than ten gold. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep all of it then, and I hand him ten gold. Okay. He takes it, he's like, perfect, and tucks it away, says, uh, or he stands up from his seat and says, all right, ladies, we're staying for another day, just uh, don't spend all your money in one place, and the crew, like, laughs at him and just goes back to what they were doing. I turn to Ziegler, and I'm like, speaking of ladies, the one at the bar is probably gonna take some of your teeth with her if you don't knock it off yeah she's just not that into you man yeah go I mean, go find i'm pretty into some... that okay cool but that's, that's... it's a little gross yeah you gotta respect people's boundaries consent boundaries boundaries she has her boundaries and it doesn't include you crossing them so well she hasn't said anything yet okay well you also gotta kind of like read the room like body language I'm gonna call out to her I'm be like excuse me miss can you tell him that you're not into him and she looks at Ziegler she says you don't have a chance in hell there you go and Ziegler's like alright communication is so easy if you actually communicate yeah you could like ask her like hey do you um, I guess it would be a little weird to be like do you think I'm attractive but you could be like hey would you be interested in a date and if she says no then go okay cool I'm not talking to you anymore because you're not interested in me it's, it's really that easy. easy. It's really easy. And he, <laughs> he, he can see he's mildly entertained by all of this. He's like, "All right." And he looks to- at selfies. Like, does the same go for you? All right, we're not. No. <laughs> Just no. The answer's no. So don't even float that past ever again. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, hold on a sec. Is he hot? Z- <laughs> I have mentioned several <laughs> several times. Yeah, I know. Ziegler is a very attractive glass. Like the the chiseled jaw, like a lot of like squared and sort of triangular features. A lot of muscle, but not like overly so. 
he's he's svelte but athletic um and he's got he's got a very nicely manicured beard um if it matters to you at all like he keeps his fingernails clean he's very okay. very hygienic man okay. um but he also dresses very sharply wears like a lot of squared shoulders he's very confident it's a no right now but right now i'll i'll check back in with you if i'm feeling particularly desperate I don't know if that's a compliment. I mean, it's just a fact. <laughs> well, if you're ever interested, I always keep a few extra bottles of wine in my cabin. Cool. Anyway, not doing that right now. Still a no. Uh, so we are going to be here for another day so that we can take care of his money situation. Alright. Well, uh, just let me know when you're ready to shove off uh, 10 gold a day. Okay. We'll get it done in one day. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright. Uh, does Sylphie leave? Sure. Okay. Yes. I kind of, like, walk back to Ziggler for a moment, and I, like, punch him in the arm and I'm like ow what you didn't ask me (laughs) I already assumed the answer was no look at your face oh you assumed you assumed well fuck you too and I just walked back out wait no I mean you got a nice face but it's real angry nope nope (laughs) the offer's open and he yeah keep walking okay bye sailor Bye. Bye. But yeah, uh, you guys make your way outside, and it's, you know, almost 11 in the morning. What are you doing with your day? I'm going to go back to the ship, and I need to rest up so I can get my spell slots back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, But you, Sylphie, you can go do whatever you want. I don't know what I want. Bull is now following with you guys. Um. You know what? I will, while you are checking up on that, I'm going to go check out the blacksmith shop slash residence that he's, this guy's probably going to hit and see if there's any sort of, if he's casing the joint or stuff like that. Basically. Um, yeah, make your way across town, which doesn't take long at all as Kit goes to chill out for a while. Um, Bull walks alongside you, and you can see, like, even though he's traveled literally the world with the Phalon caravan, he's still got, like, this wide-eyed wonder. Even though Erisholm is not anything special, it's a run-down, like, pre-Calamity piece of a town, and he's just wide-eyed, like, oh... Taylor, I have to say, if anything happens to Bull, I will hunt you down. (laughs) I am so happy that I've made him, like, so beloved. He's so adorable! Like, he's just innocent. If anything ever happened to Bull, I would kill everybody and then myself. (laughs) (laughs) Mark my words. 
Uh, yeah. You lay a finger on this good, good boy. <laughs> you will lose it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just walking yeah. along, just, just wide-eyed wander, just looking at everything. Um, you see that he is particularly enthralled with how many tiny people there are. Um, and he's, like, being very careful because he realizes he could run over them at any moment because he's so tall. No. And so he spends a lot of time, like, he'll look up, like, look around and then, like, quickly look back at the ground, make sure he doesn't run into anybody. Um, but yeah, he, he just dodges his way through all the halflings. There's quite a few people in this city, despite there not being much city. Right. Um, I turn to him... And I'm like, um, alright, so we're just kind of like casing the joint. And so I want you to just have my back um, and just kind of watch out for anybody who might be like watching me that I don't see, you know, just kind of like be, yeah, be support in this situation. But like, don't, I know it's really hard cause you're like gigantic, uh, but try not to stick out, just kind of like be casual. Well, I've always found that um, being that I'm so big and hard to miss, especially with all these tiny folks around me, um, if I just, like, make a distraction, nobody will notice you. Um, like, if I go away a little bit and make a distraction. Maybe. Uh, well, so I'm trying to kind of, like, see if anybody in particular is, like, looking at this place oh, or so anything like that. probably shouldn't let them know. Okay. Oh, I get no. it. No. Um, alright. And he, he looks around. He's like, um, and you see him walk up uh, to a uh, like a board that's just posted on the side of the street. Like there's local like news posted on there, um, and he just like grabs a flyer off of it and brings it with him. He's like, "I'll pretend to read this." Perfect. That's perfect. But also just keep keep an eye out for yeah. anybody. And okay, perfect. Can full read. Slowly. <laughs> um, he, um, if he tried to read, like, oh god, if he tried to read, like, the words Dungeons and Dragons, it would be like, dun, dun, dungeon, dun, dun, dungeons, dungeon, dungeon, <laughs> eventually get it. Uh, cool. So with him posted there, I'm going to just watch those two places and see if anybody is coming in or out that looks like this orc person, or if there's anybody, like, kind of, like, watching or anything like that. See if there's anything weird. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a perception check. Ooh, that was a net 20. So 23. 23, okay. Yeah, as you guys make your way up to this area where the house and the blacksmith shop are, they're not directly across the street from each other. They're sort of staggered away. 
Um, but you can get like a sight line between them. Um, which one are you watching first? Um, let's do the blacksmith shop first. Okay. Um, the blacksmith shop is currently open. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a, like a two part setup where the shop itself is under a roof in the front that has no walls. Um, just has columns holding everything up and there's a forge under there with a chimney and uh, working at the forge itself is this um, is uh, several kobolds and this big uh, what's the thing that Quinn is? What's it? Furbolg. Uh, big Furbolg. Um, so the Furbolg himself is the smith and you can see he's got like black smudges all over this pale tan fur and he's got long uh, black hair that's pulled back behind his head. Um, he's just hammering away, bent over this uh, anvil as the kobolds, there's like five of them, just scurry around the shop, bringing him things, putting things away, cleaning. One of them is actually running like the front counter and is standing on a stool behind it just with his little little lizardy hands on the counter, watching people go by, just like flicking back and forth. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they seem to be a pretty well-oiled machine. Um, and they're just working away. You see an elven woman walk up to the shop and pick up an order uh, before going along. And um, let me roll me a stealth check. Roll one for both too. Sylvie's so stealthy. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, uh, that is a six. Six? Yeah. Okay. Um, you find a spot away from Bull as Bull goes and like sits on a bench that's way too small for him and like oh, no. starts to read. Um, he, his stealth check was actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so nobody thinks much of, of him other than like, holy fuck, he's big. Um, but uh, you go and like take up a spot just leaning on like a lamp post with an oil lamp at the top. You lean on it and like cross your arms like trying to look nonchalant and out of the way. <laughs> you don't do a very good job. Because after about a minute or so of just watching around and clocking people that go by, you do see a few orcs go by, but none of them look like the person you're looking for. Um, eventually that little kobold at the counter realizes that you're watching, and he sticks his head out of the window, the like order window, and then like sticks half of his body out just staring at you. Oh, didn't see you there. Hi. Hi. What's up? Uh, why are you looking at the shop? I'm just standing, looking at a lot of things. You look really suspicious. Uh, that's no way to address someone. You can't just say they look suspicious. Well, I mean, you're leaning on a pole in the middle of town and not doing anything. You look really suspicious. I'm just relaxing. This is how... And staring at the shop. This, this is how half-elves relax. They lean against <laughs> poles and stare at shops. Accurate. Well, for me, it is. Where where I come from. 
Where are you from? You know, here and there. That's not very specific. Around. No. I mean, I I grew up with nomads. We roamed around. You may know of them. Uh, the Phelon Caravan. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty cool people. You're, you're yeah. Phelon? What do you do? I am. You perform? I, I pull up my loot and I do a little strum. Fling-a-ding. Yeah. Oh. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Do you need new strings or anything like that? Is there anything we can help you with at all? Oh, uh, actually, I have pretty good strings right now, and they're magic, so I'm good oh. on strings. Um, no, I'm great. Yeah. Thanks. And at this point, the other kobolds have noticed as well, and they're all, like, peeking, like, an eye out to look at you. Um, and you you hear the hammering stop, and the furball, this big, like, furry head pokes out slowly. He's like, what are you all looking at? Nothing to see here, he's, just making he sees, some... <laughs> he sees them all staring at you. Um, he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hi, great, doing wonderful. Just standing you, here. Uh, and he looks down at all the kobolds. He's like, you know, it's really, really rude to stare, especially at a lady. And um, all the kobolds look up at him and they're like, eh, and they pull back and... He's still looking at you. He says, um, sorry about them. Still teaching them manners. That's fine. Uh, Uh, do you run this shop? Yeah, yeah, this is my place. You remind me of someone that I know. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, listen, and I, I, like, lean in and kind of just kind of look around and make sure there's no like suspicious people listening with your perception check you are aware that all the kobolds have now hidden behind a crate and are still listening (laughs) I don't care about them so much you see like a little foot claw sticking out (laughs) I don't care about them so much a little fin ear sticking out the top (laughs) oh my god I don't care about them so much I care more about like passersby um a couple people like just glance at you as they walk by just because you're not a familiar face but mm-hmm. nobody seems to care okay it's a pretty like small community so they recognize when somebody new is there right um so the reason that I'm here actually is because there might be somebody trying to rob you don't be alarmed I'm trying to stop it. Oh, that's okay. Nothing alarms me. Oh, great. Yeah, you, you, like, I've met a lot of fur bulgs before, and they're just kind of chill. Yeah, most of us are pretty zen. It's good quality to have. Uh, anyway. But, uh, well, to speak to that, I, I know. Uh, the, uh, wardens have talked to us a couple times, saying that, might be somebody passing through looking to steal some things and uh i mean if it's somebody who needs something i'd rather they take it from me than somebody else right yeah uh that makes no sense but okay um if somebody somebody's in need can't blame them uh can't you though i mean okay 
that aside, I'm trying to catch this person. Well, are they, so... are they just a thief or are they desperate? Uh, I mean, I think they're just a thief. I don't know them personally, but... Well, maybe we should ask them. Uh, so typically in my line of work, if you ask somebody who's trying to rob you, hey, why are you robbing me? They don't really answer, and they just kind of stab you instead. Um, Fair. So, yeah. Maybe when you catch him, we ask him. Sure, we can... Ask them whatever we need, but also we need to tell the authorities because that's like still a crime. Mm-hmm. Still a crime. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I know it must sound weird for me to say I'd rather a thief steal from me than somebody else, but this is a pretty small community. When people steal here, it's usually not malicious. There's a lot of desperate people here. So, if it's somebody who's desperate, then I'd like to help them out. I I get that. But they also might not be stealing from you. They might be stealing from the house next door, so we, we still have to be diligent about it. So, I guess just keep your guard up and if they do come around you can let me know I guess I don't know how um, he looks back toward the crate where all the kobolds are now just fully just peeking out behind it not trying to be stealthy at all uh, he says yeah well uh, one of us will come come to the, to the warden's office uh, tell the marshal and um, one of the little kobolds like sticks his hand up to like volunteer. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, Levy will do it." Okay, perfect, Levy. Uh, okay, cool. I'm gonna go back over to my pole. I'm just lean. Okay, and he looks at all the kobolds. He says, "Don't stare at her." <laughs> and they're all, they're all like. Okay, fine. And they all get back to work. Cool. I guess I will continue to stare. Okay. Make a new perception check as you're turning your attention now the other way. Okay. I love kobolds. That is an unnatural 20. Jesus. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, turning sort of shuffling around the pole to the other side. Go ahead and make a new stealth check. Oh, yeah. Um, that is better. That is 16. 16, okay. Yeah. This time, um, you actually switch positions. You, like, go lean on a wall outside a shop, making it look like you're waiting for somebody. And uh, that helps a little more because there's a couple other people in the area. They don't seem to notice you too much. Um, Looking toward the house, uh, you can tell there's probably no one home. Uh, It looks like the place has been, uh, the windows have all been shuttered. 
and it appears that they may be gone on a like trading voyage or something it's a very beautiful like older house you could probably place it maybe a hundred years old or more um post calamity but still fairly new um has a lot of beautiful hedges and flower bushes and a little garden um but you do after watching for a few minutes you do see the front door open and uh a little halfling girl looks like she's maybe 16 or so um comes out and actually tends the garden uh picks a few things that are ready and goes back inside after another few minutes she comes back out with a basket full of different things she's picked and she makes her way away down the street well that wasn't helpful Okay. Well, after a while, I guess I go over to Bull. He's made it about halfway through the page. <laughs> uh, hey, did you see anybody who looked suspicious at all or anything um, like that? Well, uh, and he kind of, he doesn't look straight at the person, but he sort of motions a little bit to his left. And you do see, um, sort of out of place, because there aren't very many dragonborn here, um, you do notice a black dragonborn at the opposite corner from you guys, who is doing a similar thing to what you were, which is leaning outside a shop. And you can see that he has been occasionally glancing over at Bull. Okay. Well... Let's go. Let Let's go back to the ship. We'll just let uh, Kit know what we're what what we saw, which okay. is nothing basically. Uh, and then uh, he and I will take care of the rest of it from here. Oh, I don't. I don't get to help. Oh well, I guess you could. We're gonna have to be because we're gonna have to go out at night and we have to be really like sneaky and stuff. So I can be sneaky. Okay. I mean, you were pretty sneaky sitting here reading your your papers. So yeah, yeah. All right. I got I got real good peripheral vision. Well, that's good. You can you can again you can be our lookout. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm follows you back to the raven um you guys do pass by the black dragonborn who you're aware he has realized you've seen him and now he's just watching you he watches you go by doesn't do anything doesn't say anything just watches can i make an insight to see if he's like being sneaky or if he's just like i mean he's not very... being sneaky anymore yeah, or, you know what I mean? Like, do I get good vibes off of him, or do I get, like, <laughs> okay, this guy's... Yeah. <laughs> Five check. Five check. Five check! That's oh, what vibes. should be what called in 6th edition, is vibe check. Yeah. Uh, so that was a natural one, so I know nothing. Um, 
You think he's a dragonborn, but he might not be. <laughs> could be a really big kobold. Could could be could be lizard folk. Could be a small dragon. Yeah. Could be a small dragon without wow. wings. Yeah, just hanging out in town. Wow. All right, cool. Let's go back. All right. Yeah, uh, make your way back. Uh, by the time you arrive, it's probably one o'clock or so in the afternoon. And uh, it's getting to be a little bit hotter, maybe getting up to the mid-70s or so Fahrenheit. And uh, Mid-70s nothing... Celsius, everybody's dead. Oh, God. Yeah, we're just <laughs> the world is dead. smoking. Yeah. Um, the world is on fire. Uh yeah, you make your way onto the ship, and there's not much activity happen happening. Most of the crew is off doing their own things with shore leave now that they have an extra day. Um, there are a few people still on board, just keeping watch, cleaning, um, looking after the, the ship's weapons. But otherwise, it's a nice, calm day. The port's not doing too much. Alright, um... I guess we'll get back onto the ship. How, how long has it been since? Two hours? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Well, I guess I'll take, like, a short rest or something then. Because if he needs to do a long rest to refill his spell slots, then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a short rest. Yeah, just... Take a good old chill pill and relax and sunbathe and bowl goes jogging. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Energetic boy. He knows he's yeah. energetic, which is why he tries to wear himself out a little bit. <laughs> he's a good boy. Oh. Um, like a dog. I yeah, love him. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I love him very so much. Dog -like. Um around uh around six o'clock or so as you're still just chilling after dinner um bull who did stop for dinner finally he's just doing random shit all over the ship sightseeing he occasionally disappears into town and comes back with something like small and weird just as like a collectible oh. um yeah like little trinkets and stuff uh after he said dinner, small and weird, and I thought maybe he came back with a kobold. <laughs> that would definitely work. <laughs> um, this is my new pet. Oh god. This is my new friend. His name's Steve. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, after dinner, you're just chilling out on the deck, uh, watching. Well, the sun's not going to set at six o'clock. It's going to set more like super late. Um, you're chilling out when uh, Bull comes and sits next to you. He just kind of flops down. And he's so heavy that you swear you lift off the ground just a little bit as he lands next to you. <laughs> um, yeah. He just sits there, looking around. You ready for tonight? Yeah. Cool. You're not too tired after your 20 jogs that you took, right? I'm not sure that sentence makes much sense, but all right. I um, <laughs> No, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm just warmed up. Okay. 
and he he glances toward the uh, the stairway that go one of the two stairways that goes down into the ship, and he very quietly to you like he's afraid someone will hear says, "Do you think Kit doesn't like me?" Well, okay, I I don't think it's a matter of not liking you. I think you're very likable. I think Kit has a problem with um, liking anybody. It's just, I don't even know if he likes me sometimes. Like, I did do a zone of truth on him once, and he did say sometimes he likes me. So. Who does he like? Uh, Nobody. That's a good question. What, what, I, do, what does he like? Does he like, um, I mean... He, he likes killing things. Um, that's not a very good hobby. What, it's what else? not. Um, I don't know. Sounds he likes... Somebody who used to beat people up for a living. He, he did like his coyote. He had a coyote? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the one that we came to the caravan with. Uh, yeah, I saw him. I didn't know what happened to him. I wasn't at the show. Yeah, the show got a little messy. Yeah, and... I know, but I didn't think anybody died. Yeah, it was it was his coyote, unfortunately. So I think he's been a little extra bummed out. Because um, of he that. glances around and he's like do you, and he leans and he's like do you do you think you'd like a puppy? Oh uh huh. I'm gonna take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well Silpy I think is unsure. Uh I don't know if that would make him more bummed out or if if you like it. Also, like, Dinky wasn't a puppy. He wasn't, like, a dog. He was, like, a, a coyote. He was, like, a big, wild animal. He was big, too, so I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, maybe. You could. You could. Maybe. Okay, here's the thing. So, we could, like, get a dog, and then we could be, like, oh, man, look at this dog. And... If he's like, ooh, a dog, I want a dog, then we'll be like, oh, cool. Well, you know, we were just going to let it go, but here, he's yours now. But then if he doesn't do anything with the dog, then we can just, like, I don't know, give it to, like, I mean, a little... I'd like a puppy. Well, there you... then you can keep it. <laughs> um, well, either way, <laughs> we can get a dog. Because I saw this... Um... I saw this lady who had like uh, like like this uh, I went jogging past this farm and she had this sign up that said they had puppies and I thought you know I thought what I might like one but I wasn't sure because I'm traveling with you and I don't want you guys to have to deal with it if you don't want that but so I don't care um as long as you take care of it. Because I'm not going to, like, 
clean up pee's box and I stuff. Know. I've had a lot of dogs in my life. Okay. We used to I'll... have like seven of them when I was little. Oh, well, it's a lot of dogs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he takes Why don't... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, I run after him. <laughs> you go after him? Yeah. Okay. It's thump, 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 thump. <laughs> Um, yeah, he just straight up sprints across town. You fall behind, like, 10% into the journey. Um, but yeah, you eventually do catch up to where he stopped outside this, like, little farm on the edge of town. Um, and you see there's a little wooden sign that just says, uh, puppies inquire inside. And, um... I just imagine I'm just, like, sweaty and, like... Yeah. Nasty. Paul is... Slightly sweaty. Uh, uh, okay, this is the yeah. place. He has stopped to wait for you, but yeah, okay. he, he's standing outside there, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, <clears throat> and he like straightens up, and he's like, I'm "Not wearing a shirt, uh, shirt." And he like reaches into his bag and like pulls on a shirt to look a little more presentable. Um, I mean, it's not a it's not a job interview. I don't think they'll deny you a happy if you don't have a shirt on, but it it's fine. Well, I tend to find that is a bugbear. I'm a little more monstery looking to a lot of people, so whenever I meet new people that I want something from, I try to make a good impression. Well, that's so sad that you... like a big furry behemoth of a monster. That's sad that you feel like you need to do that. It's okay. Whatever makes other people comfortable, I'm alright. It's just a shirt. Okay. I'll just take it off when we get back out here, though. Okay. Okay. Well. He he starts walking up the little path. Yeah, okay. Cool. I do... I follow him. Um, just the good, good boy march up to the door. Um, and he goes up and he knocks and he like steps back respectfully so he's not like right in a person's face. Um, and when the door swings open, this uh, human lady uh, is standing on the other side, kind of bent a little bit with a cane and uh, long gray hair all pulled back in a messy bun. And she looks out and you can see her kind of squinting like she can't see that well. Um, and uh, she says, hello? And uh, Bull says, hi, um, I saw you had, um, you had puppies. And we were wondering if, um, did you still have some? And the old lady looks up at him, not really sure what she's looking at. She says, um, yes, we do. Come, come, I'll show you. And she steps out and little old lady shuffle past him with her cane um and she leads you over to this side uh barn that looks as soon as you get close to it you can smell horses um she opens it up and you see in one of the empty stalls uh the door is open and inside you can hear like little and little sounds um and you see laying in a pile of hay there is this absolutely gorgeous uh, blue tick hound and she has this pile of puppies with her there's like five of them um, all with the sort of black and mottled gray almost bluish fur Um, and they have little tan brown socks on their feet and like a brown tan underbelly 
<laughs> Ben's head ben. down. Um, it's yeah. okay. I'm gonna they, be fine. They've all got like like the split on their face where they have like the black mask and then the the uh, gray and brown face. And uh, the old lady sort of motions and says, "Yes, we're uh, we we weren't expecting these ones, so uh, we're we're trying to find good homes for them." Um, and Bull steps into the stable, uh, and the 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 mother dog like looks up at him like, "What the fuck?" Huge. <laughs> <laughs> But with the old lady standing there, she seems pretty calm as Bull lean, uh, crouches down and he, in his massive furry hands, picks up one of these tiny little piles of fluff and he's just enchanted. You can see just this little ball of puppy, just like, I think I'm in love. No. <laughs> it, it, it's, these puppies are like, they're still having a little bit of trouble like walking but they're getting there um they're probably just old enough to be adopted um and he's holding this one just absolutely enchanted and some of the other puppies like falling over the hay are like walking up to him and like putting their paws on him um and bull turns and looks at you selfie and says i want all of them but i know i shouldn't Oh yeah, all yeah. is a little much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a yeah. Lot. So, but the lot. one that you're holding, you seem to really like. So maybe we'll get that one. Yeah, and he he like he stands up and very carefully, like pushing the other puppies off his lap, um, very gently, uh, and stands up and he brings this other one to the lady, and uh, she takes a look at it and it's got like this little uh, red ribbon like tied around its neck very Aww. loosely um, <clears throat> and the old lady says uh, oh she's she's certainly the calmest of the bunch um, she doesn't have a name yet so feel free um, and Bull looks just holding the little puppy against his chest against this big like the, he sort of has the shirt half open so you can see like the big flare of lighter fur he's just cradling her there he's like um how how much do you want for her and the old lady says uh she looks up at bull and she has this like smile and she's like ah keep keep her and bull's just like the shoulders go off and he's like ah. <laughs> uh I would like to look and see if there's one in particular that, like, Kit might match his energy a little bit. Um, uh, is there one that's, like, a tiny asshole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tiny asshole. Yeah, the little one Bull is holding is, like, super calm and chill. Um, but looking over the others, uh, of the four, and this is up to you to decide which one suits Kit, there's one who will not like go away from its mother's side uh it's just watching all of you you see it's got a little blue ribbon you assume it's a boy um another boy is just aimlessly falling over the hay looks like he's kind of the runt of the litter and he's having he's a little slower to pick up the walking um and then the other two girls are both like desperately like trying to figure out what bull is and like pawing at his legs and ankles um yeah, they, the the two after Bull are kind of rambunctious. 
the runt looks kind of like, oh, look at the world kind of thing. And the last one is like, do not leave mom. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for the runt. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think Kit might enjoy uh, a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and teaching and mentoring the puppy. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like the other the other ones are like the other two are kind of curious, but like I feel like he would like a challenge. And then the other one is just like too he's going to be terrified of everything. So, yeah. um, yeah the the one bull has is uh, has a little bit of each of them are unique. Each of these puppies, the one bull has uh, is looks most like the mother where it's sort of everything is symmetrical except for uh one paw has a much shorter brown sock um the front right paw and uh with the the runt when you pick him up other than being smaller than all the others um he also has this little birthmark a little pink spot on his nose (laughs) ben's just losing it in the background Okay. <laughs> puppy fever. Puppy. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this one too, I guess. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, please. I, I'd like to keep a, a couple of them for training and whatnot, but I'm happy to well, part with two of them. Two is good. Two's perfect. No more than two. <laughs> and no Paul's more. like, are you sure? Yes, <laughs> I'm very sure. Um, yes. And the, the old lady nods. She says, "I, I think this is this will be a good match." And she um, leans down and like pets the the mother a little bit as she seems pretty chill, like she understands what's happening. There's a little bit of the sad puppy face going on. Mm. Um, but Bull comes over and, like, holds the puppy down in front of her. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna take really good care of her. Promise. And if I'm ever back, I'll, I'll bring her to visit. And the, the mother dog just, like, sniffs the puppy and, like, licks her. And Bull stands back up. Taylor, I swear to God, if anything happens to these puppies. (laughs) If anything happens to Bull or these puppies. Uh, I guess I'll kind of do the same, like, yeah, same, same. Same Z's if it's still alive. Yep. Um, Really hope it's still alive. Hope it doesn't drown. Um, Yeah. Or get, you know, blown up or something. Or, you know, anything else that could happen to a dog. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you guys take your new puppies and you step out and the old lady closes the barn up and she pats each of you on the shoulder and says, well, um, take good care and good luck to you. Thank you for the puppies. Yeah. And she heads back inside as Bull is like walking away with the with the puppy and you see the the little girl puppy has fallen asleep and he like very carefully still holding her with one hand at a time like pulls off his shirt and wraps her up in it and he's just so fucking happy (laughs) you can see like he's a little teary-eyed like a little glassy and he's just like 
Well, what are you going to name her? I don't know, but it's going to be good. I'm sure it will. Yes. Kit's probably going to name this one, like, Spike or something stupid and weirdly... Weirdly teenager asshole-ish, like, kind of like... Brutus. Yeah, this is... This is... Butch or something, I don't know. Um, but uh, as you guys are making your way back toward the ship, um, Bull is just very carefully with just one finger, uh, petting the little puppy, um, and thinking. He's like lost in thought, trying to come up with a name. Um, but uh, you guys make your way back, and by the time you do get back, it's about seven thirty or so. Kit, you're coming out of your long rest. And uh, coming back on deck when you see the two arrive carrying little bundles in their arms. Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Did you have a good, good, did you have a good nap? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I was just trying it out. Didn't work. We'll make, I will write that down and I'll make a note of it. Thanks. Uh, so anyway, look what we just happened to come across. And I hold out the puppy. Isn't that crazy? We just saw them. We just saw them, like, sitting there, and we were like, oh, why not? Sitting there? Yeah, they're just, they're just sitting there. Were they... (laughs) Abandoned on the side of the street? Yeah. What? Yes. Insight check. Okay. Deception check. Yeah, I know. I don't even know why I have to lie about it. I don't either. 22. (laughs) (laughs) Not 22, 11. Um, That is a blatant lie. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to? Where'd you, where'd you actually, you know what? I don't care. Um, look, 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 is it cute? Do you think it's cute? Do you like it? It's, it's, did you just become Irish for a second? Do you like it? <laughs> Do uh, you like it? Uh, if you had the chance to change your fate, would that's you? Scottish, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm horrible at accents. Uh, if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? Would you? <laughs> uh, so... I mean, it's a dog. Do you like it? I guess. Insight check. Two okay. can play at that game. Do um, does he like the dog? Persuasion versus insight. Uh, oh. persuasion. Yeah. Ten. Um. Eight. Uh, Kit, so persuasion, like, Kit likes it, but he seems hesitant. Mm-hmm. What? What's the reservation? I, it's a cute I, puppy. We're on a dangerous trip. I mean, yeah, they can stay on, like, the boat. <laughs> forever? No, no, not forever. I mean, just when they're, like, little puppies. We're going to be marching into the head assassin of the continents and we're gonna take puppies 
There are dogs on Moore's Rest. Are do they live in Silas Moore's house? I mean, maybe. I don't know if he's a dog person. He seems like more of a cat person to me, honestly. Does he? Yeah. I've mean, never met him. I know, but like just from what I've heard, seems like a cat person. So evil. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> why do we have these dogs now? Well, Bull really wanted one, okay? And then he was like, oh, maybe, maybe Kit would like one too, because his dog died. So maybe you could just be nice for like two fucking seconds and just understand that somebody did something nice for you. And uh, Bull speaks up, because, I mean, he can hear all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, well, um, Mr. Kit, I, I thought that, yeah, he started calling you Mr. because he realizes you probably don't want to be his friend. Um, so he started being a little more formal with you. Um, he says, Mr. Kit, I, I thought that maybe you could use a, a friend that doesn't talk so much. Um, well, okay, hold on a second. Well, no, I, I meant more. I meant more in reference to me than you, oh. um, Sylvie. Uh, it, I think you you talk a good amount. Oh, um, there you But no, yeah. I, you seem kind of angry and lonely all the time. So I thought maybe it'd be good to have somebody who's, you know. Joyful, maybe just a little puppy to make you happy. I hold it back out, and he holds up his as well. <laughs> He's like, I decided on a name for mine. What is it? I'm gonna name her Charlie. Oh, that's nice. What about what about good old, you? Good old Chuck. Um, <laughs> what about what about yours, Kit? This one's mine. Yeah. Yep. If you want it, if if you don't, that's okay. Yeah, Kit, if you want it. <laughs> um, I find that most animals tell me what their name is supposed to be as they go on. And I take it from Sylphie. Well, so it's like really little, so I doubt it talks. Um... So it probably won't be able to tell you for a while. How uh, often have you heard a dog speak? Um, that's not important. Anyway. Uh, a metaphor, you dummy. <laughs> uh, you gotta call it something in the meantime. You can't just call it dog. I'm not gonna call it anything. What? So what, what are you gonna say? Like, come here, nameless thing. I'll know by tomorrow. Tomorrow, it takes that long. It like it takes that short amount of time for something to tell you its name. And um, Bull turns towards Sylphie. He's like, actually, I, I kind of think I understand what he's saying. Yeah, Bull understands. Yeah. Um. He'll he'll pick a name that works with with his um with his personality. Okay, fine. Do you need a manual on it? Should I get you a book 
All right. Well, for the mean in the meantime, I'm going to call him. Um, no, you're not. I'm just. It's just in my mind. No. It's just in my mind. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely not. You're not. I have to call it. I can't. I have to call him something. Just say the puppy for now. I don't want him to get confused because you're odd and 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 impulsive. And Bull kind of chuckles when Kit says odd. Uh, Sylvie gets like a shitting grin on her face and walks over to the puppy and kind of pats it on the head and goes, all right. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Popcorn. Nope. <laughs> it's just my it's just my name. It doesn't have to be your name. It's my name. She she or he told me his name. And he and he told me my name's Popcorn. <laughs> Kit walks away. <laughs> I turned to I turned to Bull and I'm like I think he likes it. I think he does too. I just think yeah. he's some. What's the not word? not the name? Oh, okay. The, the dog. No, no, not 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 the name. Um, no, I think he's just um. He's not very good at shine happiness. He's not. No, I don't think I've ever. I know his name. Sorry. Okay. Wait, I did you pop back in? Thing. Did you run back over to us? And he's like, I know his name. <laughs> I guess Kit could, since I just figured it out. Kit. So Kit comes back and he's like, he he told me his name already. Oh wow! You spent five seconds with him. No, it was. He already knows how to speak so much more than you do. I mean, inherently, you know that's not true. I talk a lot. Make a make a persuasion check for me, specifically for Bull. Eight, eight. Okay, Bull is kind of intrigued, but not sure if this is bullshit. Well, Just what saying. is it? His name is Hinto. Hinto, like H I N T O. H I N T O. Hinto. Uh. <laughs> Hinto. 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 Hinto was his name. No. I um, call him Hinto Bean. No, no! The Taylor <laughs> I was just about to make that joke! Oh no! <laughs> That's cute. I actually like it. Hinto Bean is adorable. I was gonna, yeah, because I was going to I was gonna pat him back on the head and go, Alright, little Hinto Bean. <laughs> but no, I'm going to call him Popcorn. You don't have to call him Popcorn. <sighs> Could but... you not? I don't want him to get confused. It's just a nickname. No. Okay, fine. Fine, Hinto. 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 H-I-N-T-O. Hinto. What's his name? Hinto. What's his name? All right. Uh, how, what time is it? It's Showtime. getting to about 8 o'clock now. Okay. Um... Where are we going to leave these docks? Uh, I mean, you can keep them in your cabins, can't you? Do you have food for them? I mean, there's food everywhere. We're on a, a ship. They probably have food. 
And uh, Bull speaks up and says, Well, um, I, I, I kind of know how to set our cabins up so that they'll be safe inside and have everything they need. Um, I just need to make a quick shopping trip if you guys don't mind looking after Charlie. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure, sure. Sylphie would love to look after Charlie. Yeah, and he I would love to. Yes, um, I would love to. Which, Kit, you do notice that Hinto is much smaller than Charlie with the little birthmark on his nose um, and also not quite as capable of walking. Um, he's going to take a little bit of work, but he That's should okay. be okay. Um, but yeah, Bull just sprints off the ship and he's back in like 20 minutes with a gigantic like basket of stuff he can make uh he can use for dog food and he's bought like two pillows to use as beds and bought a bunch of toys um there's not like dedicated pet shops so most of what he's got is like bones or carved like bone figures and Mm -hmm. he brings those in and he sets up his and kid's cabin with all the supplies um and gets the dog set up in there and sets up like a little crate so that they have an area where they won't pee everywhere and yeah um but he he puts them both together in kit's room for now just so they're not alone okay and uh makes his way back to you guys after getting them settled and is ready to go as sun well actually sunset won't be for a, a little while still um sun probably goes down like 9 30 10 o'clock at this time of year okay even um, that far north yep okay Wait. um yeah okay uh we should probably start staking out where we're going to be um I already... yeah, as you go further oh. north the days get longer oh that's summer. right that's right um until you get to like the north pole where it's never night during the middle of the summer <laughs> Yeah, I already, while you were resting, too, I already kind of, like, cased the joint a little bit. Okay. The the guy in charge of the blacksmith shop doesn't really care if he gets robbed. Oh. Um, yeah, and then the, the residents just had, like, a little halfling girl that came out of it, so. That's um, weird. Yeah. Uh, there was also, I didn't see any orcs that matched the description that we were looking for, but I did see kind of a shifty looking, he might have been a, a dragonborn or a lizard folk or just a really tiny dragon. I don't know. You, Something I'm sorry, like you couldn't tell the difference? Uh, I don't know. I, got, I looked at him really fast. Don't judge me. Pretty sure it's not a tiny dragon. All right. Well, anyway, they were scaly and they were looking at me. Funny. That's a lot of people. All right. Well, I guess we can go back and take a look or start to hide. Do we know what time he normally hits these places? Did we get that information? Nope. Okay. Let's stop by the wardens real quick and then head over. Okay. Well... I think that'll be a good spot to wrap up. Okay. And, uh, we'll, uh, talk a little bit about what each of us do and shamelessly oh plug. 
Yay. Um, so I'll start off with the actual stream itself. Um, we currently have a YouTube channel set up with the intro video uh, that is uh, at Lauren Adventure, Adventure uh, Co. on uh, YouTube, at least I think. There's a link below. If you yeah, click on our logo image, you'll go right there. We have, we have links below um, <laughs> here, in the, here in the stream. And this video will be going up on YouTube as well. Um, we have a Twitter as well, which is at, at Lauren ADB Co. Also below. Um, everything's below. Blake's got it handled. Um, uh, let's see. What else did we have? We oh, will gosh. be setting up the podcast, um, yes. but we're yeah. not. So we'll just have an audio version of this. We're not sure. It should be up by Wednesday. We just don't have the links yet, but I will go ahead and post those on all of our, or we'll get them posted on all of our social media accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're currently yep. in the process of getting all the podcasty stuff set up. So that'll be coming oh, in the future. We're doing VOD on YouTube, right? Yes, I mentioned yeah. that. Oh, yes. um, that yeah. goes up on Wednesday as well. Yes. Okay. Um, and like I said, the intro video is already up there. Um, and then uh, let's see. I think that's it for the actual channel itself. So, Blake, tell us about yourself and what you do and yeah. where we can find you. Uh, so, I write books, I guess. Um, We're all writers. I he, writes good, he writes good books uh, that I've read, and they're I've great. I've got... I've got one book out, another one on the way. So you can find me at blakerwolf.com. That's wolf is W-O-L-F-E. Um, so blakerwolf.com has my newsletter. It's got social media links. Um, it's also got my books listed there. Uh, all my handles are blakerwolf on Instagram and on, um, what's that called? Twitter. Twitter and yeah. then uh <laughs> then uh other than that I'm also starting a newsletter um for free ebooks if people want to sign up uh, and that's the fancy inkwell on Twitter all right Alicia uh I do less than what Blake does um <laughs> I am also a writer. I do not currently have any works published. I am working on it. Um, so for now, you can just find me at all of my doofy um, social media accounts. I'm at Weeshface, uh, W-E-E-S-H-F-A-C-E, on basically everything. Um, so you can find me on there. Um, I'm also going to be starting a couple of podcasts shortly here. Um, one of them, which actually has an episode in the can that we just have to release, is called um, Despite All My Rage, a podcast about Nicolas Cage, where my friend and I <laughs> talk about Nicolas Cage movies. I didn't know about this. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had the first episode recorded for a while now. I just need to edit it, and we need to get some more episodes in. Um, but quarantines kind of prevented that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like you actually had legit things to talk about and I'm just some sad person. I just have too many projects and too much time on my hands because <laughs> I'm stuck in my 600 square foot apartment. <laughs> 
Yeah. But that's um, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, I probably have a similar number of projects going as Blake. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Taylor Wallace, T-A-I-Y-L-O-R. Always spell it wrong. You'll find me right away. Um, and uh, I sort of manage the YouTube stuff. I'll probably be putting out lore videos for the world of Atlaren just for funsies and to catch everybody up with all the crazy references we make. Um, <laughs> I'm also a writer. Currently don't have anything out, but I have something in the works that I'm hoping to have out uh, before the end of the year. Uh, I do edit for Blake. Uh, I run Sonder Editing, which you can find at sonderediting.com that is s-o-n-d-e-r and um i do all the art stuff for the stream too because apparently i'm the artist now it's great so, yeah you did our the maps well, are I mean, great we kind of collaborated on the logo but you've done all the maps and yeah. you finalized the logo so which looks really really good yep this homebrew and... nonsense is all me <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous um but it's impressive think uh, uh don't give me compliments on time <laughs> i'm awkward um <laughs> i think that covers most of what we needed to yeah. um yeah i think we're good All successful right. first stream i will go ahead and let us out of here if that's All okay right. Thank you, everybody who is watching this or the future VOD or listening to the future podcast. Have a lovely night, and we'll see you next Saturday. Yep. And don't, yeah, next Saturday, 5 p.m. Be there, be square. Yep. All right. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>